Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Jonas Knox, Rob Parker on a Saturday, football playoff Saturday. And my goodness, a stinker of a game comes down to <laughs> a exciting finish, Jonas. Am yeah. I right? Listen, I'm as big of a, an NFL ball washer as anybody i i love the nfl i look for any excuse to talk about it but we gotta have an honest conversation and, and we and we will yes. we're coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studio 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance visit geico for a free rate quote let's do some house uh keeping brian Noah's off tonight yes. and uh jonas knox of course filling in of course uh, Papa Bear, not Sugar Bear, as I called him the other day at the studio. <laughs> I was thinking about breakfast cereal, right. I think. And our producer, he's our engineer. Gavin is our uh, producer. And uh, Steve DeSager is our update guy. So we are in full effect, minus Brian No on this Saturday. So the uh, Eagles are moving forward. The Eagles, who were home underdogs yeah. in the playoffs, which just doesn't happen too often, they get the win 15 to 10 over the Atlanta Falcons. It went down to the very last plays. Are we going to hear those last two plays, both from the uh, uh, Falcons radio, but first from the Eagles radio and then the Falcons radio? Here's how it played out. Ryan. With Coleman to his left. Ryan rolls. Ryan pumps. Ryan is throwing it up in the air. Incomplete! Incomplete! And Taylor for Jones! Here comes the Falcon side. Snap to Ryan. He's going to push it to the right. Matt's going to look. Buy time. Step back. Put it up for grabs and incomplete. Jones was there, but defended by Mills. Oh, he fell down. He runs the out route. They're going to run a sprint out to the wide side of the field. 
and Julio falls down. Jonas, what was your what was your reaction to that? Well, I mean, it it was it was strange seeing the Falcons lose a game in that fashion, a, a game in which a lot of people expected them to win because that hasn't happened a lot in the state of Georgia in the last year. Oh no, they just choking dogs in that state. Good God, when it comes to football, and you know what? <laughs> oh my God, let's be honest, Jonas. When it comes to uh, when a when a team kicks field goals, it usually sets up that they're going to lose that game. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. It, if you if you come up short that many times down, because there's yes. no guarantees you're going to get back there. And the fact that it was and, and Nick Foles did not look good. Uh, he had a couple of moments here or there. There was some. Uh, yeah, there was a turnover early on by Jay Ajayi. But it's that defense, and it goes back to that conversation that we've been having. And I was thinking about this last night, where we always hear the two the two most common phrases in football is, well, you need a good quarterback, and then you need a good defense and a good rushing attack. Okay, well... Not everything? I I mean, (laughs) and and I'm looking at it going, okay, well, which is more important? Because Atlanta had the better quarterback, but Philadelphia's defense was was incredible. And it's about, I always say this, in the postseason, no matter what sport you're talking about, especially basketball and football, you got to get a stop. That's how you win playoff games, right? You got to get a stop. The Atlanta Falcons had first and first and goal at the nine. They had four down to get nine yards and win the game. They and you know what? Philadelphia's defense was able to to hold it, and that's what happens sometimes. Uh, defense is bigger than people sometimes give it credit for, and uh, I'll tell you that game was set up for the Eagles to lose at the end. Yes, because they they kick and field goals like they're going out of style. You can't and, do and, it. And and we we've, we've always been. We've always been taught that the team that plays the best defense is going to win the play. Like it's all, it always comes down to who can run the ball, who can play better defense. Because when you get into cold weather situations, you can't rely on a passing game all the time. And yet, for some reason, every time we get to the postseason, especially in the last few years, we talk ourselves out of what we know. And it's like everybody was trying to to talk about Atlanta, and and it's a backup quarterback for Philadelphia. And I loved Philadelphia in this spot just because I picked Philly to win. Yeah, this Yeah, I I did as well too, straight up because there no no NFL fan base has the small man syndrome like Philadelphia. And they, they always come up yes. short. How many and, times? And of all the big time large fan bases, vocal fan bases that are very outlandish and very loud and talk a lot and and are, and, and support their team and are a national oh, they're brand. They're crazy about yeah. the Eagles down they're in the, Philadelphia. They're the only team that is yet to win a Super Bowl. Because if you go down every other big-time team in the NFL, Cowboys, Giants, uh, Packers, Redskins, Steelers, right. Bears, Everybody. Uh, Raiders, I mean, uh, the Patriots, obviously. You go down every single large fan base, the Philadelphia Eagles are the only one that hasn't won a Super Bowl. So when I saw the line come out and and I saw that Atlanta was favored, I thought, man, that team's going to take on the personality of its fan base and they're going to go, F this, we're not losing this game. Regardless of who's playing quarterback, we're going to figure out a way to win, and they did. And you know what? I thought the same thing. And I'm also... I'm down on the Falcons after that Super Bowl a year ago. I know I need to get over it, but I'm down on the Falcons. I really am, and I didn't pick them week. You know, the first, last week in the playoffs, I didn't pick them this week. I can't get on board with the with the Falcons. And if you ask me, Matt Ryan came up small today, right in a big yes. in a big spot. Yep. I mean, it's a big spot against the backup. I'm sorry, weren't wasn't he the NFL MVP a year ago? Yes. Uh, this is a game you got to win. You're favored on the road for a reason. Nobody thought that Nick Foles, and you know what? Nick Foles didn't get it done. 
but but he did just enough to get them to where they needed to get some field goals, and their defense came up big. And there you go. Somehow, some way, the Falcons get 10 points in a playoff game on the road. Yeah, that game stunk. Uh, let's just be honest. That game, that was a brutal football game to watch. And I feel a, a bit like a horse's bleep because I was talking about how wild card weekend this year was much better than a year ago. Because a year ago, I mean, you had... You had a Brock Osweiler-Connor Cook matchup. You had Matt Moore uh, right. getting concussed in a game. Like, there were no good games. It was just kind of like, meh. And then last weekend, I thought most of the games were pretty interesting, and I thought they were pretty exciting, especially New Orleans, Carolina, down to the end. Well, that came down to, again, that it, came down to the end. If this is a prelude of what we can expect in the divisional round of the playoffs, we're going for a snooze fest these next three I, games. I agree. And look at what we're looking at <laughs> as far as just by chance. Oh, man. Look at the quarterback yep. who could wind up in the, I hope in so. the, in the final four, right? Yeah. I I, I want to live in a world. Is this case, it would be Case Keenum. Yes. I want to live in a world where it's Keenum versus Foles, and Mariota versus Bortles for all the marbles. That would be it. And yeah. you know what? I do have a surprise pick. We'll talk about uh, some of the games tomorrow as well. But let's talk about this game. Uh, telephone number 877-99 on Fox. And I don't know. Do you, How do you look at this game? Is it just a gritty Eagles win? Or did the Falcons choke it down, a game that they were favored in uh, and on the road against – a backup quarterback who yeah. really didn't look good. Matt Ryan could not beat Nick Foles today in the, in the moment. And you can't tell me at the end of that game, first and goal at the nine, four plays to get nine yards and yes. win the game, and plenty of time. Because remember, when that final play uh, final play by uh, the Falcons, there was 58 seconds. So it wasn't like they were running out of time or they had to hurry in and didn't do, do what they wanted to do. They had all the time in the world to win that football game. And this is where the conversation will also turn to Steve Sarkeesian, play calling down the down the stretch. Uh, if that was Shanahan from last year, how would it have turned out? And it goes to show, man, when you got an opportunity to win a Super Bowl and you're up by 25, you better close it. You because better. You, you, you cannot expect, especially in the NFL, with what we know about teams being unable to win consistently, consistently outside of New England and Pittsburgh and maybe one or two more, like, you've got to close on opportunities that you were given. They didn't do it last year, and now it's going to be another wasted opportunity on in, in, a, in a good spot on the road to beat a backup quarterback. Just just a brutal time for, for Atlanta and Georgia football fans. Just a- brutal. Absolutely. The last couple, the last, what, 10, 7? <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Uh, it was only since Monday, yeah. right? I'm, yeah. I'm giving it like 10 days. It's been less been a than rough a week. week. Yeah, but been don't worry about week. it. it uh, the Hawks are underway, folks. Oh, yeah. The Atlanta Hawks are ready to roll. So. Oh, yeah. They're with the worst record in the NBA. It, How it, bad is that? Is John Conkac still a member of the Atlanta Hawks? John that... Contract. Remember okay. that? <laughs> they got his deal. That was his nickname. That's right. John That's right. Contract. Yeah. Because it was so bad. But uh, here we are. Uh, and now the next game, here's another one. Do the Patriots have a clear path to the Super Bowl again? The Titans in Foxborough against Tom Brady and the Patriots. And an- another game where Andy Reid and, and uh, Mark Willard and Chris Broussard were just on. And they can make all the excuses they want for Andy Reid and what happened, <laughs> but man, that was a ter- another terrible, uh, big big lead blown, and just poor coaching when it mattered the most in the second. Half. I really wonder though, if you're say a Chiefs fan and or a Falcons fan, aren't you numb to this point? You gotta be numb. Like, it's just kind of like oh whatever. I mean, I grew up a Chicago Cub fan. I can tell you something. 
Yeah, uh, they lost again. What else is new? What, like it right. wasn't even like okay, like yeah, we're used to this. This is, I mean, after Bartman, it was like yeah, whatever. They're not going to win. That's just the way it's got to be. And but if you're a, a Falcons fan, like what what are you thinking right now? If you're an Eagles fan, you're hammered. Oh, I mean, you're, you, you're, you have, lo- you're loving every minute of yes. it because because uh, uh, um, Shannon Sharp has a great nickname for uh, Carson Wentz. He calls him Wentz in a lifetime, which I love. Yeah. And this guy was having an unbelievable MVP season. He gets hurt. So you think as an Eagles fan, see, God's against us. You know what I mean? Like we have this great breakout quarterback his second year. He's going to lead us. He's playing great. He gets hurt. Now the playoffs. Now we're a home dog, a home dog in the playoffs, which almost never happens in the NFL because the home field is so important in this league. And what happens? They win the game and unbelievably – Kicking field goals, they were still able to win. It just not that that was all set up for a heartbreak at the end. It Man, was set up. If if Nick Foles looks that bad with two weeks to prepare, jeez, that could look real bad next week. If he if he ends up with Minnesota, who's the best defense in the NFL, and next they got week, a real ooh, shot, God. Minnesota yeah. of and- go- Playing that Super Bowl at home, man, yeah. that defense is strong. And the Saints are a top 10 defense as well, too. I mean, it could get ugly for Philadelphia, but as of right now, you're on to the next one. You're first time in, in the history of the league that a, a number one seed was an underdog at home in their first game. First, it had never happened but before. It never happened, right. So if you're an Eagle fan and they do have that small man syndrome, you got to be feeling good about yourself. And this is your double middle fingers to the rest of the betting public and NFL fans who figured you were going to lose. So what you're saying is Eagle fan right now just pulled out the uh, um, – Ruler, right? Oh, and yeah. They're, they're doing a measure. Job oh, yeah. They're oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. They're, they're, they're feeling they're outside out. Pat, right? Pats and Genos. Exactly. And uh, it's getting wild. No doubt about it. Unbelievable. Now, now as far as the game, and you just said it, it was awful. It was it was awful. Bad game. Do people look at it that way, or does, does that t- uh, make up for it because the ending where somebody had a chance to win with the last throw, basically, with a minute to go? Does that make up for it because it wound up being where the game could have been decided there, or do you still look back and go, that was pretty bad? I mean, it's a it's a bad game. The ending was the ending was questionable. Some of the maybe the play calling and whatnot. Uh, I don't know how there was a catch that was ruled a catch by Julio Jones. I don't know how that was ruled a catch, but the other one by Sanu was ruled a drop. They looked really similar to me. But then that goes back to a, just a tired conversation of what the hell is a catch in the NFL? Nobody knows anymore, and they just sort of uh, determine in New York, ah, no, we'll let this one slide. So very very bizarre. but Very, very bizarre indeed. And again, uh, Patriots and Titans going to kick off um, momentarily pretty soon here, and we'll uh, keep you updated on that. we got a lot to talk about, Jonas. We're going to talk about of uh, – I, I wrote a column today too, uh, this week I should say about uh, – that the Magic Johnson should consider trading uh, Lonzo Ball. And we'll talk about that, not because it's all about him, it's because of his dad and what he brings to the table and, and whether or not he could scare off other potential free agents coming yeah. to the Lakers with all the other nonsense. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the other football games tomorrow. Plenty of stuff uh, to talk about on this uh, Saturday. It is Rob Parker, Jonas Knox, in for Brian No on a Saturday, Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yeah, here we go. Festive atmosphere for the Eagles. They are. It is a Sports Saturday. Rob Parker, Jonas Knox in for Brian Noah on this Saturday. Our telephone number 877-99 on Fox. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 
15% or more on car insurance, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And if you're just joining us, the Eagles do move on. They uh, go on to the NFC Championship game with a 15-10 to 10 win over the Atlanta Falcons. And, uh, you know, it looked like a game that they were going to choke down at the end. Got a field goal. Yeah. Everybody thought that maybe they sh- should have gone for it. Um, no, you had to kick the field goal there. Otherwise, the Falcons would have kicked the field goal, said had they not made it, right, and would have beat right. them straight up. So you had to take those points, and, and that was the right decision to kick the field goal. But now you look at the Falcons. They went to their big guy, Julio Jones. If you haven't seen the play, you get a chance to look at it. He jumps up. It kind of goes through his hands. I'm not, I'm not saying he should have made it or he missed the catch. But it went through his hands, and I don't know if he would have come down inbounds, even if he would have caught it. His foot looked like it would have been out. Right, and and Matt Ryan was pressured and and sort of falling back when he threw the ball. It wasn't an ideal situation for Atlanta. Um, Philly got enough pressure on him. Yeah, and and that's the thing. like That Philly defense, and that's why I I was looking, just going into the game, everyone was talking about Atlanta, and and Atlanta's got a, you know, they're pretty much a lock to get to the NFC title game again, and, and they're a and six seed, and they're rolling. And how I'm many think- people told you we're going to have a repeat of of the Super Bowl? Right. All I heard this yeah. week was, "Hey, get ready! It's going to be Atlanta and the Patriots." And I was like, "I I hope not. I don't want to see the Atlanta Falcons again. I'm good. I'm good. I'm I've had my fill." Of Atlanta Falcons football, I'm glad that they didn't win. Yeah, and I don't want to see them in the Super Bowl again. And I'm glad that the Eagles and and they might get demolished next week if it's the Vikings or Saints or whatever. But I did not want to see the Eagles. Yeah, and, and I just I I think that I mean the, the Falcons it, that 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 Philly team. I mean, for an entire week. First of all, you got two weeks to prepare. I ex- I actually I expected Nick Foles to be better than he was. That's alarming that he was that bad. I mean, he was he was borderline ineffective that game. I mean, that that was a step above Blake Bortles. And and a step above Blake Bortles is vomit. He's terrible. And that's what Nick Foles was. So I, w- I looked at it and I said, yeah, but two weeks to prepare and then an entire week where that fan base and that team and has got to di- listen. And they were disrespected yes, all week. the entire week. week. I told Anthony Gargano is a, a host here at Fox Sports Radio. He's on with Lincoln Kennedy every Sunday morning. From uh, as show starts at six a.m. Eastern time. I talked to Anthony Gargano because I've known he's, Anthony for yes, hundred years, and he does a local show in Philadelphia. He's one of the he best used, dudes in the business. He used to work in New York. He was yeah. a reporter in New York, so I know Anthony. And and I I said to him, I'm like, man, is there is there another fan base of all? And I know this is your local team, and this is your team because he loves the Eagles. I'm like, is there another fan base who gets their cage rattled more easily than than Eagles fans? He's all, dude. He's like this. I'm like, what was this week like? He's all. It was like Game of Thrones. He's all. He. They just went to the phones and they had callers the entire week talking about how they were being disrespected. Right. And at some point, if you're the team, you that energy around you constantly. You're like, you know what? That's a good point. We're be, we are being disrespected. And that defense showed up. They were fantastic. And, and Vegas disrespected yes, them. Yes. Ve- even absolutely. Vegas because they thought, all right, no, no starting quarterback. You don't have wins in a lifetime. Uh, Falcons are rolling. They they had a big win in the the first week of the playoffs, and they thought the Falcons will come in. Here we go. And what was it? Was it a three point spread? I can't remember. What uh, it was four at four. one point, and then I think it dropped down to three or three and a half, from what I saw. But yeah, no, and and, and you know Philadelphia. Listen, they're going to be at home. 
I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that they could knock off a backup quarterback in Case Keenum. I don't think it'll happen, but I don't think it's crazy talk to think that Philadelphia could be in the Super Bowl. And because of the way that their defense stepped up, yes. right? And defense playing was unbelievable. at home, their defense yep. played really well. So that's what you're looking for, and maybe that's what they need. As long as these quarterbacks, it's really about not making a big mistake if you have a good defense. We've seen the blueprint. Yeah. We saw Brad Johnson win a Super mm-hmm. Bowl, right, with Tampa. And we also saw uh, Trent Dilfer win one with Baltimore. You can win without having a stud. You don't, he doesn't have to be Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or, or Drew Brees. You can win a Super Bowl without. And, and listen, that's why I think when when because we do the show here in L.A. right, and so after last week when we were talking, everyone was talking about the 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 prevailing thought with the L.A. Rams was, ah, don't worry, they'll be back. Oh, you know, really? No, that, that team, don't worry about it, they'll be back. First of all, they haven't been here for 20 years. Right. Secondly, like to, to even think like that, that, oh, you're just going to be back. And here's why I bring that up, because the Rams had a one of the best offenses in the NFL. They had a great running back. A, a really good defense and the best special teams unit in the NFL. And they're out. There's multiple ways you can win games in the playoffs. Remember the Bears 10 years ago? Rex Grossman is their starting quarterback. They had virtually nothing at receiver. They had virtually they nothing at time. Yes, because they had great defense and Devin Hester returning kicks. Like that stuff matters. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. Let's take a call. What we got... Uh... Kenny in L.A., you're on Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Kenny? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great. Um, so you said earlier in the show uh, about the Eagles fan base going through the most turmoil, um, one of the biggest franchises to not win it. And as a Vikings fan, um, that hurt a little bit. Uh, we, we've been through some heartbreaks, and even this year, weirdest feeling in the world right now, being like, oh, the Vikings can do it. And like, even the Vikings fans are, no, no, you're not. Like, you haven't been through a heartbreak. You don't know. I <laughs> uh, just no, wanted to defend my Vikings. No, but, I, mean, yeah. I, I get it. So you're saying the heartbreak you're talking about, you're not talking about the four Super Bowl losses, are you? Uh, well, if you want to go that far back, no, that's as what soon I'm as 09, Favre throwing an interception when he should have ran it 10 yards and let Longwell ruin it for us as a former Packer. Or, uh, you know, the 98 season was obviously Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson that year made every single field goal except that one. And you know what? When he missed it, I remember saying to myself, that's going to come back to haunt him. Because it was a chip shot, right? Wasn't it at the end of the first half? Well, even – and us with kickers, even as recent as Blair Walsh uh, against the Seahawks, they were going through that drive. Everyone that was rooting for it in Minnesota was like, Wait, we're not about to win it. They're going to mess this up somehow. Oh, that's right. And then wide left. Yeah, that and that was uh, no. And and listen, the, the the Vikings have had some brutal losses. Uh, you know, whether it's Gary, but what about the story never gets talked about? How about the fact that Gary Anderson's wife left him shortly after that? No, game? did she yes. after that? Yeah, how about that? That's that that's messed up. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> I so- mean. Look, so, so she punted on the relationship. I, she, I, 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 I think maybe she just looked at it and said, "Why Gary? When I can have Morton, you know what I, I mean? I, like, right. you know, at least he's going to close the game out for God's sake." But is, no, in all seriousness, yeah, the Vikings have been through rough times. But I don't look. The Eagles are more of a national brand than I would say the Vikings are. Like, I think the Eagles are more of a national brand. Uh, the Vikings, like, they have a very loyal fan base, and this is a gold, golden opportunity for them. Sam Bradford, by the way, was activated to the roster. So he was activated to the 53-man roster, so at least that's something to watch if Case Keenum struggles. Who knows if he gets a quick hook, but, but man, Minnesota looks good. Best roster top to bottom in the NFL. Hey, Dan Quinn, after the game, 
We got From it. From my vantage point, I couldn't tell, you know, if there was, a, you know, a slip that took place. I knew uh, when you run a sprint out, you know, usually trying to get, you know, a player right into the flat. So I couldn't tell. I knew when Matt, you know, came back and retreated, you know, that something took place. It's one that uh, we thought in that opportunity, in that moment, was going to be, you know, the two ones we went to who would have been ones that, uh, that we would have dialed up. There you go, Atlanta uh, coach uh, Dan Quinn. Did you like the play call? Did you? Did you? I mean, they went to Julio Jones. If I'm, tell me if I'm wrong. Was it three out of the four? Yeah, I, I think I it mean, was. You know, what was your best opportunity to, and, to and, complete something? And I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to go to him. These guys are stud, right? But from an X's and O's standpoint, it always doesn't. Doesn't it seem? It, it seems strange when teams change the way they operate offensively when they get into the red zone. It's almost like teams would rather score outside of the red zone than get down there on a consolidated field and try and figure it out on four plays. Because now all of a sudden, the vertical threats, unless you throw it up top, aren't really there because there's not enough room to work. So now you've got to wor- you know worry about working somebody underneath. Um, Devontae Freeman started out strong. Tevin Coleman, like that's a talented roster, man. I didn't think that they would run the ball. Later, yeah, right. I, I mean, th- that would have been that would have that would have been to me. You just got to go to your big dog there. It, yeah. it was like when when Seattle lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. I mean, you got Marshawn Lynch there, and and you go away and do something different. If they would have tried to run it in, I think the Falcons would. Dan Quinn would have been killed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and the other thing too on on the whole Matt Ryan stuff. And I know he's he's put up pretty good numbers in the playoffs. But you know what, man? I don't know if there's another quarterback who's been gifted more talent since he's been in the league to work with than Matt Ryan. Whether I, it's whether it's uh you know Harry Douglas, Julio Jones, Tony Gonzalez, Roddy White, Michael Turner. The uh, list who, goes I, on. I mean, on and on. And so the fact that he's not delivering in these moments. Um, that they didn't close in a Super Bowl and that they didn't win that game against the backup. That's 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 not a good sign. Let's bring in Steve DeSager for What's Trending and welcome him to the conversation. What's up, Steve? Yes, they went to Julio Jones three times out of their last four plays. I see, I was good. I was watching. Eagles 15-10 over Atlanta, the final. You know, after a timeout with just over a minute to go, Atlanta down five, did have first and goal at the nine. The one completion to Jones that they did not overturn on replay got him down to the two for a fourth and goal from the two. The incompletion pretty much ends the season for Atlanta. Philly took a knee after that, essentially. So temperatures in the 20s, but the Eagles are hot and they'll host the NFC Championship game next Sunday on Fox TV, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, a week from Sunday, I should say, against tomorrow's New Orleans, Minnesota winner. Eagles defense was great all year. They allowed just 18 points a game. That was number two in the NFC. Eagles with the top run defense, about 80 yards a game is all they allow on the ground. That's about all they allowed today on the ground, but that Eagles offense with the injured quarterback. Stinky! Last three games now. (laughs) Philadelphia has 34 points total in the last three games. You know, until today, going in, in the previous two games, the Eagles in 26 drives had only 24 first downs. At least they moved the ball on those field goal drives in the second half. They got back-to-back field goals second half but and wound Steve, up winning by five. That's that's why if you're a Falcons fan or you, you look at the Falcons, this was a missed opportunity for Absolutely. the Falcons. Absolutely. And, and, and the Falcons won the turnover battle, which if you go back, I think in the last 30 years there's a stat to where like 78% of teams that win the turnover battle usually win. There was the early fumble by the Eagles. Falcons cash it in with a field goal, and then the uh, – 
Special teams turnover in the second quarter. Falcons cashed it in with a touchdown. They're handed 10 early points and did not score other than those turnovers they scored off of the entire day at Philly. Now in Pittsburgh, about 15 degrees probably tomorrow as the Steelers will host Jacksonville at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And then at Minnesota, under 15 degrees outside game indoors as the Vikings will host New Orleans on Fox TV tomorrow, 4.30 Eastern time. Right now it is scoreless early with the Titans at New England mid-first quarter. Titans running back DeMarco Murray with his bad knee is out and inactive for New England. Running backs Rex Burkhead and Mike Gillisley. By the way, they put up a stat. I know New England is 6-0 against the Titans since 2002. They put up a graphic that in those six games, Tom Brady, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions against the Titans franchise going back over a decade. What, a, what a shocker. <laughs> and I'll give you another one. This is the one that... That is the reason I'm picking uh, the Jaguars tomorrow. The Jaguars are 13 and 11 lifetime against Pittsburgh. That's right. an incredible number for that franchise as poorly as they've played for and years. Jacksonville proved that they could have 85 yards passing and still win a game still win. with that defense. In now, fact, they had 87 passing last week and won. They had 85 yards passing in October against Pittsburgh and beat them. Now let's uh, let's be honest here. The other reason why Rob Parker picked the Jaguars to beat the Steelers is because that result will piss more people off. Yes. Okay, that is also I would love it for the NFL. So you talked about the bad game we had for most of the day in Philadelphia. That Jacksonville game was 3-3 late in the third quarter last weekend. You know what? I was wondering who was pitching in that game. Yeah, first of all, all, when you grow up on NFC Central football like I did – that reminded me of throwback 1990s NFC Central football. Mike Tomczak, bring in Tomczak. Oh, yeah. Peter Tom Willis, you name it. All the, all the greats <laughs> from back in the day. He had as many completions as names for yes. a lot of those games. <laughs> all right, Mr. DeSega, we appreciate you and your knowledge. Thank and you. happy birthday. Well, thank you very much so. At, uh, talking bir- to you at, or at me? To me. Your oh, birthday, okay. when's your birthday? May. Oh, no. And he's talking to me. <laughs> okay. My birthday was Wednesday. Yes. And uh, it was uh, very, very nice. And so you brought in happy. two cakes, by the way. That's right. We got cake for everybody. You know what? I figured I, I can't eat it all, right? Yeah. I might as well bring it in and share with everybody. Well, that's the uh, – if you if you want to be around people who know their way around free – like can sense free food, right. media people, media, ra- radio yes. people. Like if there's free food, they'll find it. Absolutely. Our telephone number, 877-99 on Fox. Is the number? Give me some. Give me a take on the uh, Patriots here and the Titans. Do the Titans have any chance no. of winning this game? <laughs> no, they you do can't not. even give me an no. ounce of something. I, I can't. I can't do it. The team stinks. And and here's there's a couple of things that I was thinking about when it comes to the Titans. First of all, anybody who thought that Mike Malarkey's job was all automatically saved because of last week's game, you're in. You are insane. There, nothing about last week's game had Mike Malarkey's fingerprints on it. Okay, like Marcus Mariota, like so many crazy things had to happen in that game for Tennessee to win. Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown pass to himself. Right. Okay. Not- like uh, Kansas City, uh, that was more of a, a it Kansas was a choke City collapsing. Job. Yeah, it was so, a choke job by like, KC. So the whole Mike Malarkey's job is saved. I, I don't, I don't get it. Do I think you should be fired? I don't root for anybody to be fired, so I'm not going to go that far. But the other thing as well, too, when it comes to just this entire field, as the divisional playoffs started, if you closed your eyes and you opened them in mid-February and somebody said to you, who won the Super Bowl? 
The only team who you'd have a hard time believing won the Super Bowl is the Tennessee Titans. Like, if you closed your eyes and somebody said, hey, the Jaguars won the Super you know Bowl, what? you'd be a little surprised, but you go, you know what? That defense, though, and they can run the ball, I get it. I, I get why that would be a team that would win. All right, let's. Uh, we got a guest from that uh, from the big game uh, in Philadelphia. Rodney McLeod joins us on Fox Sports Radio. And first, we'd like to say congratulations uh, on the big playoff win. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It feels great. Tell me about the defense, man. You guys, can't, you rose to the occasion. I mean, a lot of you. You guys had to feel like you were disrespected. You were home underdogs in the playoffs. And uh, everybody thought the Falcons were going to march their way back to the NFC Championship game, and instead, you guys uh, hold them to just ten points and win this game. What does that tell me about your defense? Man, we we played lights out tonight. Um, you know, you said it, man. Uh, you know, disrespect all week. Um, nobody gave us a shot, but um, we knew in this room uh, what we could do, man. Everybody uh, from a defense, offense, uh, special teams, and an organization in general, we knew what we had. Uh, we say it every week, man. We all we need and we all we got. And so uh, that was our mindset going out today. And uh, guys, preach it all week, man. Don't do anything spectacular. It's the same game. Um, obviously, it's a one-game season. Everything around it changes, but it's the same game we've been playing all year. So do your job and do it well. Um, execute, do the little things to perfection, and uh, we'll be fine. And so that's what we did today, man. Came out and uh, we played lights out. Uh, Rodney McLeod of the Philadelphia Eagles with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Jonas Knox here on FSR. So, Rodney, when did you first catch wind, or when did the conversation start in the locker room that you guys were predicted to lose this game at home? First time in history that a team playing as a number one seed was an underdog in their first game of the playoffs. When did that start making the the rounds in that locker room? Um, I heard about it. Uh, I did an interview actually Sunday night after um, the last game. And uh, I told them, you know, straight up that, uh, well, we're here to make history. Um, you know, you have predictions, but only thing that matters is, is Saturday. And that's facts. And the fact of this game is we won. And so um, we had things around the whole building all week. Um, it's hard not to notice it, uh, whether you turn on the TV or, you know, uh, social media, um, seeing everything that people are saying. But, um, we didn't allow that to distract us, man. We stayed focused and uh, came out today, um, obviously, with a chip on our shoulder and just went out there and played Eagles ball like we've been doing all year. So what did you guys have up around the building? Was there Did somebody uh, cut out newspaper clippings, or is that too old school? It was, did... a, big, like, it was a big board of like a couple articles of um, <laughs> you know, predictions and <laughs> things that go. they were saying about us. <laughs> and it literally was everywhere around the building, like bathrooms, Bathroom stalls, training room. <laughs> and over the right. urinal. Yeah, you got to do it in front of the urinal, well, too. Now, well, now you could use that as the, in the bathroom, that paper. Uh, you know, I mean. But yeah, the, but so Rod- it was hard to miss this week, man. It was definitely a point of emphasis. Rodney, tell me about the fourth down play, of course, which was the big one. Uh, they were looking for Julio Jones for the game-winning touchdown. Did you identify that play pre-snap? Yeah, um, you know, they came out, man. It, it's one of their um, critical plays that they like to run in those situations, and uh, ball was on the far hash. And I said, if the tight end motion is over, man, you can't ask for anything better. This is everything that we studied and prepared for. And there it was, and, um, you know, told my guys what the play was, try to put guys in position. And um, Jalen Mills, man, a physical corner, um, one of the best wide receivers in the game, uh, held his ground and, and made a big play 
uh, for us. Probably the biggest play of the game. Uh, Rodney McLeod of the Philadelphia Eagles with us here on Fox Sports Radio. What was that environment like, man? Because I was talking about this, that there's no fan base who's got that that angry, and this is not a, not so much of a put-down as it is, they always feel like everybody's out to get them. They want to win like, bad, like, feel, like right. Eagle fans sort of have that small man syndrome. Like, they want to prove themselves. I mean, they threw snowballs yeah. at Santa Claus, right. for God's sake. So, like, <laughs> like what is what was that environment like in a playoff atmosphere, already pissed off, hearing all week that you guys were going to lose this game, yet you're the best team in the conference? What was that atmosphere like? It was electric, man. Fans going crazy from the all the way to the finish, man. And uh, we couldn't do it without them. Um, they're a big, big reason why uh, we wanted to be here at home uh, playing all these games in this playoffs through the link. And uh, today it showed uh, why, why we worked so hard um, to have these games here. So um, we all had a lot to prove today, man, the fans and uh, us included. So we all had a little chip on our shoulder, and uh, it feels good. Feels hey, good. Hey, Rodney, last thing. Next week you host the NFC Championship game, and, uh, you know, uh, defense can win playoff games as we saw here. Uh, do you think you have enough to, to, to get there, to get to the Super Bowl, even in a year where you lose, uh, you know, your starting quarterback in Carson Wentz? I think we do, man. Um, we've been losing guys all year, unfortunately. Um, a lot of uh, marquee players for us who all contributed in um, huge um, huge credit to our success, uh, whether that was this year or in past years. So um, it's just the story of our season. And um, losing Carson hurt us, but Nick Foles stepped in, man, and, and has done a good job. Uh, he, I think he's won every game so far since he started. Um, so um, has to miss a beat, prepares well, man, goes out there and uh, plays his, his butt off. And um, that's all you can ask. And um, I couldn't be any more proud to, to have him as my quarterback right now and then going into next week in his NFC Championship game at home. All right. Hey, Rodney McLeod, safety for the Philadelphia Eagles. Congratulations on the 15-10 to 10 win over the Falcons, and they move on to the NFC Championship game. We appreciate your time and your knowledge. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right. It is Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker and Jonas Knox in for Brian No on this Saturday. We'll take some of your phone calls, 877-99 on Fox, and we'll talk more. And so far... The Titans are hanging in with the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, you can say whatever you want. It's not <laughs> 7 nothing or 14-0 New England already. Uh, There's no score in that game. So we'll get you caught up on what's going on there and uh, talk more NFL playoffs coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. My goodness. Is this I, Dr. Dre? I know. Who it is that? Uh, that was his first album. You didn't uh, okay. hear this one, did you? <laughs> yeah. That I was on his first album. Yeah. It is uh, Fox Sports Radio, Rob Parker, Jonas Knox. On this Saturday, Brian No is off, and uh, great news. There's a quick way f- that you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to di- geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Is that who that was? And uh, we're, we're talking about the uh, Eagles – 15 to 10 upset victory. Is that what it was? Yeah. Jonas? Uh, you know, I mean, to the betters. I don't think it was that big that big of an upset. And what we got going on here uh, we in got Foxborough? Got a little bit of an upset here. We got a ball game. Yeah. How about just a ball game? I'm, uh, I'm not going to call it an upset. Well, How about I mean, a ball game? I don't think anybody expected the Titans to be up by a touchdown and uh, that, and with uh, the Brady first quarter would, winding down. Brady, right? Nothing yeah. in the first quarter? 
So a hell of a catch by Corey Davis. Um, what a throw by Back of the end zone. Yeah, hell of a throw, hell of a catch by Corey Davis, and the Titans have a 7 nothing lead it was with a about w- a minute left in the first quarter. One-handed catch, separation from the defender who yeah. was holding him. I thought he had a piece of his jersey. Oh, this New England defense is not exactly – come on, let's, let's, let's be truthful about it. This New England defense is not all that great. It's just – it's not. It's just not what it was a year ago. No, it's not, and uh, we've seen them give up points. We've seen them lose at home. How many games did they lose at home this year? Is it three? Uh, I mean, I would have to double-check on that. But... I know they lost to the Panthers. They lost the opener to Kansas City, and there might be one other game, I think. I know they lost those two. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, yeah, the other one, one was the Monday night game at Miami. Yeah. But that – where, where, where Jay Cutler lit him up. Oh, lit him up, yeah. lit up the defense. Yes. So they only lost two, though, at home. Yeah, so they lost two games at home, um, and so now here they are trailing by seven. And so this is where you'll never get an honest answer from Patriots fans, but this is where when does the when do the nerves kick in? When do you start thinking, oh, man, maybe there was something to that ESPN.com article? Well, Brady right. got hit again. He's starting to get hit a little bit, and we know this about Brady when teams can put a body on him early and often, things. yes, it, 100%. He's not the same guy, but most guys aren't. If if you if you get in their grill, if, you, if you're physical with them, a lot of guys just aren't, and, and that's what it is. So the first quarter is over, and Tennessee somehow, some way, they lead 7-0. New England didn't score in the first quarter in their own building. Uh, three quarters to go. Doesn't mean the game is over. Nobody's saying that. But if you're Tennessee, that's the way you want to start being a road team coming in. Yeah, the idea that we could have two AFC South teams in the AFC title game, is that worse than two SEC teams in the national title game? No, I, I, think, I think that would be worse. When you're talk, but your, two team, your teams you're talking about are, are uh, Jacksonville yes, and, Tennessee. and Tennessee. Are you kidding? Yeah. One of those teams plays a couple of games in London each year because they can't can't get get enough people in there to take the tarps off the top deck. Uh, Jacksonville, they play right. They play one in London and one on Mars. Yeah, because they, they, they get a bigger <laughs> crowd there. They can't get a crowd in Jacksonville. They thought the NFL was so smart. They thought Jacksonville was going to be Green Bay. That's right. what they thought. That, oh, of course. Oh, it doesn't matter the size. People will be so into football. It'll be easy to get sixty thousand. You know what I mean? They got tarps over for the yeah. playoff games because they. The people aren't. The people don't go. They got a swimming pool in their stadium. All right, like that, that's 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 the lengths they'll go to to get anybody in there. It's like the sandbox at Petco, or where, where the uh, where the Padres play. It's it's amazing, but uh, that did not work out in Jacksonville. No. and eventually that team will be moved, <laughs> or, or, or will wind up I, going somewhere. Who else. knows if they if they uh, win a Super Bowl? If we've got Bortles lifting the Lombardi Trophy, we might have a team uh, that might be the, the go to place in the NFL. Well, here we are. It's a uh, football playoff Saturday, and uh, we'll talk more about the Patriots and Titans. We'll do that. Rob Parker, Jonas Knox, on a Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. That's right. It is Fox Sports Saturday coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for your free rate quote. Rob Parker here and Jonas Knox there on this uh, Saturday evening. Eagles big winners, 15 to 10, the upset victory at home over the Falcons. And right now in Foxborough, we got a uh, 7-7 ball game. The Patriots just scored. So uh, Titans scored first. 
drew first blood, and now the Patriots come back with a rushing touchdown. It's 7-7. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, and I don't want to say that we overreacted, but there were members of the Fox Sports Radio staff that are doing this show. Are you talking about Papa Bear? I Listen, I, I'm, I'm not here to call anybody out like our technical producer. I, I would never do that. Well, Papa I, Bear skipped off into the bathroom yeah, when it was 7 nothing, And claiming he was going to buy pizza for everybody. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when, uh, you know, if the Titans pull early. the game off. Way if the Titans early. win, I will buy everybody pizza. I, I, we like it, but it's still early, very early. We, I'm glad that there's a ball game going yeah, on. It, it could be 21 okay, nothing. Okay, by the way, here's and here's the scam in that offer from, from Ryan. Here's the scam. Uh-oh. Because when the game is over, it's going to be after 11 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be done. We'll be gone. The next host to take over is Arnie Spanier, so and he, he's in effing Vermont. Okay, so that means he's getting all the pizza. All the guys in the back are going to get all the pizza. The host will get nothing. We'll get nothing. Yeah. we got to hold over till next week, okay? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Dim the brakes, my friend. <laughs> oh, look at that. See, see what I mean? That's the move. That's a look good move. That. You know it. Our <laughs> telephone number, 877-99 on Fox, is the number. And I just want to, you know, we we can talk. <laughs> do, do we have uh, Matt Ryan? We do have that, right? Let's let's hear from uh, Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan, of course, who uh, you know last year they lost the Super Bowl, being up twenty-eight to three. This t- today they were favorites on the road against the number one seed, which had never happened, right? And they only scored ten points and lose fifteen to ten to a backup quarterback and Nick Foles for the Eagles. Let's hear Matt Ryan. Falling short sometimes is is the best motivation to keep pushing forward and, and trying to really yearn to become a better player, uh, to become a better team. Uh, and I've never, you know, shied away from that. You know, I always feel like it provides great motivation and there's a fire inside me that, that continues to burn and um, I'm not going to stop working till till we get that done. If you're an Atlanta for- sports fan, are you <laughs> buying that? What? Dude, how did you lose that game? And let's not forget the ending of the game, Jonas. First and 10 at the 9, right? right? Yep. And four plays to get the ball in. And win the game. They they it was set up for them to steal and win that game. I don't when a team like Eagles got kicking nothing, kicking field goals, you usually come back and it comes back to haunt a team. Okay, there is one group of people that are happy about the way that game ended and the way the games continuously end for Atlanta teams. And that group of people are Atlanta Sports Talk Radio hosts. Because the worst thing, you know this, working at a local market, the worst thing to be is seven and nine. But when you can add a little bit of drama and you continue to lose games and you lose them late like the Falcons did in this game where they had an opportunity where they, they were favored to win the game and they blew their chance, where they lost the Super Bowl last year, where Georgia they lost choked. the national title. Like there's There's been so many examples of this. It's not as bad as Minnesota, but Atlanta's got a bunch of black eyes, man. Are you ready? Here, here are the stats. You lost to a quarterback today, 15-10. to 10. Nick Foles, ready? 11 for 15, 101 yards, but he had no touchdown. Well, he was that was actually the first half. He actually finished 23 of 30 for 246. Oh, yeah, that that, that that was the first half. The yeah, no, so that but that was the first. But no, he didn't listen, Nick Foles was efficient. He had a good completion percentage. I think it was like the second highest completion percentage uh uh in in the last whatever, five post postseason years or whatever in the NFL. So, he was efficient. But you, I mean, it's not like Nick Foles is going to go and win you games. Like you can't rely on Nick Foles 
to take you down the stretch in a must-win situation and, and win you games. And sooner or later, you've got to put put the ball in the end zone. Sooner or later, you can't rely on, on field goals every single time out. You can't do no, it. No, no. You will get beat, and normally you do get beat, but the defense was good enough. And you talked about it. People disrespected the Eagles' defense. I know you lose Carson Wentz. People are going to discount you and think that it's always about the quarterback in this league. You know, it turned into a quarterback league. And, and that's what it's all about. And people right away wrote them off that they can't win right away. Even Las Vegas said, nope, uh, we'll still take the Falcons. You remember in ni- uh, back in 1990, and I believe you were like you were seven years old back then, seven, Nin- eight years old. I hate, I hate to break it to yeah. you. In 1990, I was covering the New York Knicks. As a seven-year-old? That's crazy you know, that that would happen. I, know, I can't believe right? that they would lie you to I got do a that. paper. I got a job at a, at a major paper at seven. Yeah, unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> like, like uh, the poll you have in this business is, is, is unbelievable. But you remember back then, Jeff Hostetler stepped in for Phil since yes, he got injured. and won a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, and the Giants won a Super Bowl. If, if I were to say to you, between Case Keenum and Nick Foles, backup quarterbacks, who's got a better opportunity to go win a Super Bowl? Who are you going with? I'm going with Case Keenum. Okay, but now the caveat to that is Nick Foles is playing another game at home. No, I, I, I got so, you. So that's why like, I look at it, and it seems easy to say Case Keenum because he's had a better year, maybe he's a little bit better quarterback, and the defense is better than Philadelphia, although it's not a wide gap, and he does have some weapons on the outside. But I, I don't think that it's asinine to think that Nick Foles could be in the Super Bowl in Minnesota. It's not crazy. Like It really no, isn't crazy, it's, it's not crazy. I, I agree, and after this game, considering what they were able to do to Matt Ryan and the Falcons, it, it, I, I'm with you. It's not inconceivable at all. Uh, it comes down to when you have a good defense like that, it's about not making a big mistake. Right. It's, that, that's really what and, it comes down to. And they turned the ball over twice. I mean, like they lost the turnover battle. That's why that game for Atlanta. You got to win that game, right? Man. Like, yeah, you got it. You got to win that game. Like, you can't. Like they're they're so like winning a Super Bowl is so rare. There's been so many one-off champions or one-off championship game appearances in the Super Bowl. Like if you just think, go back in the history of the NFL. There's been so many teams that appear in a Super Bowl and then you don't you hear mean, from them again. You mean like the Jets in 1969? Well, yeah, like that's like, like, a perfect example. Right? Yes, yes, like the, the Jets, Jets in 1960. Right. The Raiders back in 2002. You remember everybody was talking about, yeah, but they're young and they'll be back. Not uh, only were they not back, they didn't they didn't have a winning season until last year. Like, right. It, 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 you know, the Bears, oh, don't worry, that defense and Rex Grossman will nope. figure it out. They've never been back and never and really not been close outside of. How about outside the, of, the Detroit Lions yes. have, have never been and have one playoff win since 1957. That's why I just I, I just I don't I don't get the logic of, "Ah, don't worry about it. We'll get him next year." So when you're Philadelphia, it's not pretty. You needed you needed a bunch of field goals to win that game. It it doesn't look good on paper, but you take wins when you can get them. However you can figure it out, just win and now and I, move forward. I got criticized shockingly a few years ago. I can't imagine that. I wrote a column about this Atlanta as a sports town. Right. And I've worked all over the country. I worked mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. I worked in New York. Worked in Detroit. Uh and I've been everywhere to all the major cities and just about every arena and stadium, whatever. And by far, I think Atlanta is the worst sports town in America. <laughs> I, I just, I know the biggest problem is that it's a transient city and a lot of people are from elsewhere. 
But when you look at last year's Super Bowl and now you add this year's playoff game, I I, I mean, it's almost deserving. Because I, I told you I would not pick Atlanta. I didn't pick them last week against the Rams. I, I didn't pick them this week against a backup quarterback, even though uh, it's on the road. I still didn't think that they would win. And can you think of another city that's 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 worse when it comes to fan support or loving their team. Remember, Atlanta lost two hockey teams. There were playoff games during the Braves run that had empty seats. Remember right, that? Right. Where they didn't show up yes. to, to World Series. I don't know if it was World Series, but playoff games where they didn't go. And uh, Gavin, our producer, says to me, he goes, what about San Diego? Okay, you know what? First of all, let's let's pull back the curtain. He says, "What about San Diego?" Because he's a Chargers fan. Is he? You, I'm you an LA it, Chargers fan. Yeah, you got you got to let it go, man. It is over. <laughs> Nobody wanted to play another second in Qualcomm, that outhouse that, that's built there, and that, that they can't fill up. Like nobody wants to go there except for the nerds that go to Comic Con. And, and, that's, and that's why the billionaires should buy a new one. That's all I'm saying. And they and they voted twice not to build a stadium, so they spoke the yeah, fans. There was a lot Didn't of people they? left uh, off that uh, off that ballot. I know way too much about this stuff well let me ask you this rob okay when's the last time you were totally surprised by a result in sports when's the last time something really surprised you because i just had my most surprising moment on this show within the last three four minutes are you serious okay yeah what is that okay the most surprising thing in sports in a long time that I can recall is the fact that it took you over an hour before you danced on the grave of Atlanta sports. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought that was the open. I, I thought we were I, going there right at the top I, of the show. I should have. You know that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, what are we doing? Like, 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 just knock the casket over, Rob. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, let's let's get back. Like, do what you do. I want Rob Parker. No, I want I, Venom. I want it all. Because that is that sports town and that team. Is the worst. I, I said that they, they are yeah. the yes. But they, Rob, what do you I, really I, think? Yes. I gave them the nickname. Knock the casket over. I want to see a body fall out of there, Rob. You talk about like people always talk about the goat or whatever. I call Tom Brady the loat, the luckiest of all time. Yes. But but when it comes to Atlanta, I call them the Bacotes, the biggest chokers of all time. That's the Atlanta Falcons. And we saw another piece of it again today, Jonas, where they have the ball, oh, first and man. 10, at the nine-yard line with a chance to beat Nick <laughs> Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles, who were field goal kicking happy, a chance to win and get to the NFC Championship oh, game. You know boy. what they did? They do what they do best. They choked it down. The Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. That's yeah. why I can't pick them anymore. I'm done with the Falcons. Yeah, but the good thing is both times they've had an NHL franchise there, it's worked out well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they I mean, picked they, they, up and moved. Yeah, the, the, so that's that's the good thing. The other good thing is uh, they still got the Atlanta Hawks, and there are plenty of tickets still available for those games. If you're interested in going to a Hawks game, there's plenty of tickets available. You get their own section if you go there. Uh, 877-99 on Fox <laughs> is our number. What's the worst sports town in America? Is it Atlanta or I'm being too hard on them? And uh, let's take this call. Jack from Kansas City. You're on uh, Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Jack? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Zach with a Z, but that's all right. Oh, Zach, not, we uh, got you. Let's I'm go, Zach. We got you. Well, I was calling to ask, you know, Atlanta went to the Super Bowl last year and crumbled in the playoffs, gave up a 28-point lead. What is it worse to go to the Super Bowl and lose – or make it to the second round of the playoffs and lose, or like Kansas City, 
make it to the playoffs almost every single year, but lose in the first round almost every single year. We have game after game after game, the no-punt game, the, the game against uh, uh, Baltimore, the, the, the Lynn Elliott game. We just have game after game of being let down as a fan base. And if you took the temperature of Kansas City sports fandom right now, it's pretty low. We are pretty upset as an organization, at, at mainly the Hunt family, for not orchestrating a, a, the team into to winning or being the culture of winning. We just we make it, and then we lose. We have great regular season, and then we lose. It's I'll, so I'll t- depressing. Zach, I'll tell you this. It would kill me. I would <laughs> rather my team not go to the Super Bowl than to put on the show that the Falcons did, that well, choke job last year. I think, I think that's actually – I've got a – couple of thoughts on that, if you want to do it when we get back. All right. I, I know we're running late here. We are all about formatics on We are. Like, we're trying to a, get a there. professional broadcast So we'll here. do that. We'll hear from Jonas Knox on his take on whether he'd like his team to go to the Super Bowl and lose or rather lose before they get there and not embarrass themselves. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> adding my little touch here. Yeah. But it is Dance Fox on the Radio on this Saturday night. Rob Parker, Jonas Knox. Fox Sports Saturday rolls on. Rob Parker, Jonas Knox in for Brian No. And uh, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Our telephone number 877-99 on Fox. Patriots score again. It's 14-7 now. And... Um, the Titans, though, are moving the ball. It's not like they're being stacked. They're moving the ball a little bit and uh, about to uh, head into Patriots territory. But uh, Patriots do lead 14-7 in Foxborough. And uh, we talked earlier about the Eagles win 15-10 over the Falcons. They move on to the NFC Championship game and will host it next week in Philadelphia. And, and of course, because, you know, let's be honest, the more interesting conversation a lot of the times is in the losing locker room. And uh, you took the opportunity to remind Atlanta fans about uh, what a diaper fire their history is. That just is. I'm sorry. Even- and, you know, I mean, listen, uh, they're going to be very offended by it, I'm sure, but facts are facts. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I mean, as the worst sports town in America, and I've been all over, I've covered games everywhere, and I know they have a transient population. A lot of people in Atlanta are from somewhere else. Right. I do get that. So I'm going to give you a. Half a break, but still, I mean, I remember covering in the old days. I'm talking about in the 90s when I covered the Knicks. And it would be like a Knicks home game down at the old Omni. Oh, yeah. It would be a home game. I mean, it was unbelievable how many New Yorkers showed up for those games. Falcons don't do well. Uh, don't do, you know, their fan base is okay. Uh, the Braves have some issues with their, with their fan base. They won a World Series, but they did win the division. 15 out of 16 years and only won one World Series. I can remember in 2003 when the Cubs were in the divisional round of the playoffs playing in Atlanta, and I don't know if it was Fulton County Stadium at the time, 2003, or it might have been Turner Field, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it sounded like a home game for the Cubs. Is that unbelievable? Like it, like, and that's and that's a team who was may, probably the best team of the '90s, uh, outside of the the Yankees, but the best team of the '90s in right. the National League. Because the Yankees no actually yeah. won the World right. Series, right. and but the Braves were there all the time. Yes, and they just couldn't get it done. So we, we're talking about it. What's the worst sports town in America? Do you have one worse than Atlanta? Uh, we love to hear from you. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. 
What about uh, how about Jim in New York? You're on Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Jim? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jim. You got a bad phone. Try it again. All right, sorry. Oh no, we got you got we got to call you. Hang on, I'm he's calling to... from one of the rings of Saturn. Yeah, we got to... he's calling. So he's a Jacksonville Jaguar fan from the <laughs> from Mars. Uh, what about <laughs> David in Maryland? Let's go to David in Maryland. You're on Fox Sports Radio. What's up, David? Oh, good evening, guys. Just want to talk a little bit about Tom Brady. Do you think Tom Brady's you know paying these referees off to you know win again tonight? It seems like you know That's every time he gets behind. It's it's that seems like what. Seems like every time he gets behind, like earlier in the game, he has to, you know, shove some money to these referees to get them to make him win. You know, it seems like this guy's the biggest cheater in NFL history. It's just, you know, it's a disgrace to watch him play. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know the way him and Belichick cheat and all these scandals they got behind him. I mean, you know, they really don't deserve to be there because legitimately, you know, uh, you know, they've cheated their way to get where they're at. Hey, David. David. Hello. Yeah, David, you there? Yes. What are you drinking? I uh, just tried to drink some Pepsi, actually, some Pepsi. <laughs> hey, I'll, the, the one thing, David, I'll say about this, the, 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 the conversation you're talking about, Brady and Belichick, the one thing that bothers me, Jonas, is that if it's anybody else, that stuff always comes up. They, they act like it didn't happen, and that's the one part that I just hate about how the Patriots are covered. I don't care if you whether or not you agree with it yeah. or, or, or the degree of it and how much it affected it, the bottom line is, Belichick got uh, fined and got caught, right? And so did Tom Brady, who served a four-game suspension. But when they go on this talk about how great they are, it's never mentioned in the conversation. And I, I don't think that's right because if it's Bonds, if it's uh, 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 Lance Armstrong, if it's anybody else, that's the first thing that comes up is about the checkered pass and what they've done in their career. Well, there are certain people that get free passes, you know, like the, and and for, I don't know why it is, but there's certain people to where regardless of what they've done uh, afterwards, eh, you just kind of forget about it. Like Alex Rodriguez has done amazing things as a broadcaster. I think he's actually very good. Oh, he's, and, he, and he's, he's, he's really good on good. Fox. He really is. Uh, I, I agree that, with that. That guy was detested years ago. I mean, he lost an entire season because he was a multiple-time cheater. Admittedly, multiple-time cheater. And now, like, like he's he's one of the great one of the great broadcasters that covers baseball. So it, it's it's weird how certain things land for some people. It it's it's strange. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like. We, you know the Lakers have been in the news a lot lately about uh, you know all the dysfunction there. You know who continues to get a free pass for the Lakers just continuously? Genie Bus, like like the one constant through this entire run of garbage that they've put out on the court over the past several years has been Genie Bus and never gets any heat. It's like that you can't go near it. Can't 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 criticize it. So it's weird. Uh, some of that stuff just lands for for certain people. No, you're right, and. Uh... You know, uh, for whatever reason, some people have that uh, Teflon. Yes. <laughs> and, and other people, it sticks to, and it just it will never go away. So uh, let's uh, – are, are we going to do this sound now? Gavin, I'm sorry. I couldn't uh, – coming back, do it now? Okay, so so we, we were talking about the Eagles game earlier. Right. They won. Let's, let's find out from Doug Peterson, the coach of the Eagles. Uh, he talked about after the game – that uh, nobody gave them a chance to win, and you know what? They won. Nobody has given us a chance. And I understand Carson's a great player, but every week our guys are hearing the same thing, that now we're all of a sudden not good enough. 
you know, we're 13 and three. We had the best record in football. We're, you know, home field advantage throughout. There's not a lot of, I mean, the guys are going to motivate themselves just based on what they've done for them and heard for the last month of, of football. It really doesn't matter what you guys talk about because that locker room in there is united. And I'll go to bat for every one of those guys and I'll go to war with every one of those guys in that dressing room. Yeah. It doesn't matter at all what we talk about, Rob. Nothing. It does not matter. In fact, I, I'm surprised he didn't do the whole, we don't hear it. Yeah. When, when one of your players was just on with us less than an hour ago and said you guys had stuff up around of the locker course. room all week. That, that's what they always try to do. Ugh. They always try to act, this whole, you know, kill the messenger and it's always uh, don't listen to sports talk radio people and we don't know what we're talking about and we're not in the locker <laughs> room and all the other stuff that goes on. I just, I, I don't understand why they're so bothered by us. Just go play and do what you do. I, you know, when, whenever I go to a town or I talk to athletes, you know what I say to them? This is not for you. The paper's not for you. Right. Sports talk radio's not for you. The sports debate shows are not for you. They're for the fans. So if you want to get caught up and listen to all this stuff, you'll never be happy. I don't care what. You could have, you could have 10 great days. There'll be other days where you'll get dumped on. So so don't buy into it. Just do what you do. If you win, people will say good things for you. It's, it's and, just and, that simple. And the whole motivational factor, I think, is a bit overblown at times. Like, like who the hell, as a professional athlete, when you're two games away from playing in the biggest game of your life, are going to go, ah, yeah, but they say we're going to lose. Yeah, I'm not really into this. You right. guys, like what? Like what? What the hell is that? Like who? Shouldn't like everybody has an opportunity to 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 win a Super Bowl? It's oh. the the elite status of the league. Like like who? Like like why? Why does you need anything to motivate you? At this you point? shouldn't, and yeah. that's what I mean. That's why I I don't understand why they get caught up with the media and because people are picking them. That's what we do. We pick who's going to win the game. Doesn't mean we have a hundred percent. Wait uh, uh, on picking games. Why? Why would you care? Well, we do have some uh, tweets too. I want to get to. We, we should. We should definitely. There's <laughs> yeah. a couple good tweets we'll read. But let's bring in uh, Steve DeSager and uh, see what's trending out there because the Patriots have just gotten like three or four penalties, uh, two first down penalties in a row to continue to drive for them. And they'll probably cash in with a touchdown or something. Is that <laughs> so, what'll happen? So you've seen them play before. <laughs> yeah, I, guess. I mean, I guess. You, you know, know, we're gonna have the stat of the day in just a moment. But first off at New England, it was Tennessee seven nothing after the first quarter, and then it took the Patriots four minutes to score two touchdowns, and so it's fourteen seven Pats. Roughly five minutes to go, second quarter of this divisional playoff. A New England win would put them at fourteen and three overall. You know, the Patriots started this season two and two. Since then, they're 11 and one. Beat Atlanta, beat Pittsburgh. Atlanta is out now after losing at Philadelphia, 15 to 10. Great news! There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance. We mentioned last hour about Atlanta having first and goal tonight at the nine. Just under two minutes left at Philadelphia, but the Falcons threw three incompletions, including on fourth down at the two. Stat of the day from ESPN Stats and Info. How successful was Matt Ryan throwing to Julio Jones in the end zone this season, Uh not just playoffs? Here we go. Matt Ryan was 1 for 18 for the season. 
going to the end zone to Julio Jones, including on the final play. Is that right? That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. One for 18 when targeting Julio Jones in the end zone this season. Hey, that Steve, is- Steve, why do you hate, uh, is it because he shares your first name that you hate Steve Sarkeesian? Is that what this is about, Steve? <laughs> just dealing with facts okay. here at the news desk. One for 18, people. I've just, I've never heard anything like this. Not for a receiver like Julio Jones, or you figure you could just toss the ball up, he's going to out-jump everybody. He had nine receptions last week in a playoff win, nine receptions in a playoff loss today, 101 yards receiving at Philadelphia today, a guy who led the NFC in receiving for the year. Jones was targeted 16 times today. Philly had a couple early turnovers, trailed 10-6, to but those were the only 10 points Atlanta got. Jake Elliott, 3-for-3 three three on field goals, including a 53-yarder just before halftime. Good NBA update for you. The Golden State Warriors trying to get to 35-9 and on the season are playing at Toronto. The halftime score was Golden State 81-54 over the Raptors. It's now under eight minutes left in the game. Warriors lead 113-101. Kyle Lowry of the Raptors out again. DeMar DeRozan has 36 points. And mid- uh, Imagine if you brought your family to that game and spent mm. $600 <laughs> on tickets. Probably somebody did. And then... 81 points uh. later, it's halftime and the Warriors lead. Uh, middle of the overtime period in D.C., Wizards leading the Nets 114-109. Wizards had blown a 23-point lead. Clippers in Oklahoma City won today. Lakers won in overtime. And announcer Keith Jackson passed away at the age of 89. He did network play-by-play on college football for about 50 years. Keith Jackson also worked 10 Olympics for ABC, 11 postseason series in baseball. He was also the first play-by-play man for Monday Night Football. And and also, didn't he do Monday Night Baseball, too? It was uh, yes. him, Howard, and I can't remember who the third person was, but he was an original member of Monday Night Baseball as well. And doing the World Series with ABC late 70s also. Yeah. Uh, speaking of broadcasting, um, we have the TVs on mute here. So I'm just curious, is Tony Romo as bad as he usually is, or has he gotten even worse this week? Um, well, most Tony Romo games, if you have it on mute, that's probably the way to go. Oh, come on, Steve. God, I, I was just, you know, poking at him a little bit. You don't have to take the machete out, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, I would watch it with closed captions, put it that way. There He's, you go. He is brutal. Well, he 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 talks over Nance a lot. Uh, you know what I mean? Man. Like, that's the one thing he has to work on is, dude, you can't talk over your play-by-play guy. But uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Thank you for the knowledge, Mr. DeSager. We appreciate our telephone number, 877-99 on Fox. And Jim from New York has been trying to get in. Let's get let's let him get in on uh, worst sports uh, cities in America I believe it's Atlanta, hands down. But, Jim, what do you say? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I say Phoenix, you know, Arizona. I mean, when's the last time Arizona did, you know, had any any championship or anything? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, uh, 2001, they won the World Series yeah. over the Yankees. I remember the Diamondbacks. They, yeah. they nearly won a Super Bowl. Um, they were two the minutes Arizona away, Cardinals. and, yeah, and t- they, uh, Antonio Holmes makes that great catch in the end zone. Yeah, they nearly won a Super Bowl. The Phoenix Suns were in an NBA Finals, and the Steve Nash years were pretty fun there. Charles and, uh, Barkley was there, right? And, and plus, they've hosted a lot of Super Bowls. They've hosted some Super Bowls, so they have seen Super Bowls won there, just not by their team. So, I mean, I think that counts or something. But I don't know. I don't look at – so you think, <laughs> you think Arizona's worse than Atlanta? No. God, No. 
Listen, Atlanta has had – now, Minnesota's had some brutal losses, okay? They, they have had some brutal losses. No doubt but, about it. Yeah, and, and, in, and in some bad spots to where it's almost comical at this point. Like, how can you lose games the way you do? But Atlanta, especially in the last year, when you lose that Super Bowl and then the Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> lose that game last week and then the Atlanta Falcons less than a week later as a favorite lose to Nick Foles – in a game where you win the turnover battle and you have, like if you were to go down the list, like think about it like this. If I were to say to you, all right, uh, take your top five offensive players, top five offensive players from the Eagles-Falcons game, all five are members of the Falcons. Like they have, and it's not even close, whether you want Matt Ryan or Julio Jones or Sanu or Devonta Freeman or Tevin Coleman. Like, it's not close they had the better offense, and they couldn't do a thing, could not do a thing. And that's that's just that's a bad look. But, you know, coming off what happened in the national title game in the Super Bowl. Oh, it's a, ba- it's a bad look for Terrible. Definitely. And uh, here we go. We got this. You ready for this tweet? <laughs> this is Wayne at Wayne W1. And he said, uh, oh, I guess, is he retweeting this? Is this a retweet? Yeah. Okay. So um, somebody sent a tweet in. Um, we got to give uh, we got to give credit to the tweet name. Uh, it's trust in Trubisky. So I'm assuming he's a Bears. Yeah, that's the guy. If, right. If he's not, he needs his uh, his head examined. And the, and he tweets in and says Atlanta sports is just like Cleveland sports without a Waffle House. There you go. Or with a Waffle House. With a Waffle. Uh, right. I, and you know what? He's got a solid point. I mean, he's got a solid point. I wish more places had a Waffle House. I wish there was a Waffle House in L.A. Waffle House is a solid place to go. I agree. I, when I covered spring training all those years down in Florida, oh, they're yeah. all over. <laughs> Everywhere. I used to eat there all the time yep. in the morning. Are you kidding? Waffle House is a good thing. And uh, some more people saying, dang, Rob, we're worse than Cleveland and Detroit. Yikes. So he's an Atlanta guy saying that Cleveland and Detroit are worse. Wow. <laughs> you can't say Detroit. I know, I know people aren't into hockey like that, but the Red Wings won a lot of Stanley Cups. Yeah. And the Pistons won championships in just 2004. Not yeah. like it's never happened. And the Tigers were at weren't in they, the were World, two Series? World Series. They were in two World Series. And the, the Red Wings have won a bunch of Stanley Cups. I mean, yeah. I mean, De- Detroit's, they're all right. It's just the football team. That's football team, good. right. And Cleveland just won a championship, right? Yeah, Cleveland. And, yeah, the Cavs just won a, t- a championship. And the, and the Indians won the World Series two years ago. They didn't make it last year, but the two years ago. Yeah, they were in the World Series. The Lake Erie Monsters won a minor league hockey championship. Uh, Stipe Miocic is the UFC heavyweight champion. He's from Cleveland. So it's not all that bad in Cleveland. No, not at all. I mean, and, and the Cavs look great. And, and here we go again. <laughs> uh, it looks like, did New England score there or not yet? Did they call him? Uh, it's two minute warning. I believe. Okay, two yeah, minute warning. Here down. they look like they're about to go in again. It's, yeah, looks like it could be twenty one to seven or at least uh, seventeen to seven. I mean, <laughs> this is why I call Tom Brady the low. It's not that he can't play or he's terrible. It's just that he's the luckiest of all time. And when I, when we come back, I'm going to lay out all of the things that have happened during okay, his career, right. starting with the tuck rule, okay. which if that play, the fumble that he had, if that's called. He doesn't get to that first Super Bowl. The, the, the Raiders win that game. There's a there's a kick out of bounds. I could go on and on and on about all the things that have happened, and now here they are with Tennessee in the way of getting to another AFC championship. Uh, who do you think you've buried the most in your career, Tom Brady or Matt Stafford? Wow. 
I might be close. Yeah, that's, I that, think that's it might, good. <laughs> it might be Stafford because I was in Detroit writing columns all those years. But uh, Brady and Stafford, uh, you know what? That's like, you know. You mean, you mean uh, Stat Patford? Yes, that guy. That guy. <laughs> all right, so we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, Tom Brady. We'll talk about the Patriots, whether or not uh, they're uh, – in there again, uh, you know, where the score is and if the Titans have a chance in the second half, we'll do that and much more. Rob Parker, Jonas Knox on a Saturday night, Fox Sports Fox Sports Radio on this Saturday night. Rob Parker, Jonas Knox in for Brian No, So hopefully we'll be back next week. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And, yes, your worst nightmare has come true. The Patriots are leading 21-7. to It's almost at the half. Um, Tennessee is trying to move down, maybe to get a field goal or something. And fans are not happy yeah. watching the game. There's all kinds of uh, Patriots are getting the home cooking with the calls, with the refs. <laughs> the fix is in. And people are talking about how the Patriots, this game is grooved. The NFL wants the Patriots to advance. I got news for you. They probably do want the Patriots to advance, okay, because nobody's got any interest in seeing the Titans play another week. And and that's just the reality. Outside of people that really hate the Patriots, like majority of our staff. Like like the, yeah. like the 90% of the country. Yes. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, so, yeah, there's, I mean – Look, I, I understand why the narrative is on the Patriots that they cheat or they get all the calls, or but I think we'd also have to sort of be honest about it and say, yeah, a lot of that stuff's pretty overblown. I mean, you know, like like you make some of the breaks that you get. There's no doubt. Look, you might take advantage of him. When I say that he's lucky, I'm saying you have beast mode at the one yard line, okay, to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. you're, you're going to list these off, okay? okay. So. There's a number of them when I talk about Tom Brady being the loat, the luckiest of all time. Do you need any background music for this? No, no, no. I got, you know, I got it. Papa Bear, you might jump in because I think there's one one that I always miss. (laughs) But against the Raiders the first year, you remember there was a uh, Tom Brady fumbled the ball. Raiders get the ball. It's over. The game's over, right? Instead, they get it. They win, they they kick a field goal and they win the game, right? And they go on to win the Super Bowl that year. That was right. the Raiders should have won that game, and that was the tuck rule, right? Right. Then there's another one when they played against uh Carolina and John Casey, is that his name, the kicker? Yes. Kicks the ball out of bounds. I remember. Which set up a short field and they marched down and got a field goal and again won the Super Bowl. Then you have uh, we just talked about Seattle. There's another one in there where they didn't win, but it helped them. Oh, Lee Evans, Lee Evans in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. It was in it was in New England. Uh, Flacco throws a game-winning touchdown. Lee Evans has it stripped out of his hand. I mean, right there's a great pass. Then they get the ball back. They have to settle for a field goal, right? Instead of get the ball back. They march back down the field, and they have a chip shot, like a 21-yarder or a 28-yarder, and they miss it. I mean, Baltimore misses it. And there's always, like, some misplays. Teams play terrible. Now we go to Seattle. 
Seattle's at the one, two-yard line, second down. They got two or three downs to run the ball in enough time. They throw the ball, and, of course, it's picked off. I mean, just unbelievable luck. And then last year, 28-3, to you could talk about all the other not running the ball in the second half. I'll give you just two plays that tells you how lucky they are. Julio Jones makes an unbelievable catch. Do you remember on the sideline? Right. First and 10 yep. at the 22. You're in field goal range already, Jonas. You don't have to move the ball. You could have kneeled down two times, three times, and kicked the field goal. First and 10. What do they do? They do the thing you're not supposed to do, which is pass the ball, which try to pass the ball. They get a holding call. Then they get a, a, then they had a, a sack, too, right? so, which got them out of field goal range. Had they just kneeled down or ran the ball forward, kicked the field goal, they were up by 11, right? They were up by, uh, yeah, they were up by 11. And the game is over. Tom Brady can't beat you if you get that. Instead, they don't get any points. They wind up punting. They're only up by eight. Tom Brady, of course, ties them, and they beat them in overtime. So when I say Tom Brady's lucky, all these things have happened that helped them along. I watched teams disintegrate and play, like, ridiculous. Pittsburgh the other day when they played that game, remember the Patriots? What were they doing at the end of that game? For whatever reason, teams like lose it when they play the Patriots. I've never seen a team, and it doesn't mean that Tom Brady, when you give him an opening, he doesn't take advantage of it. But boy, have they gotten so many breaks. I I think it's almost you assume you got him on the ropes, and then you kind of get lost in the moment a little bit. What the hell was that? What is that on a fourth and one? You're running the other way. This is what I'm talking about. All right, that's probably bad for radio. So here was the situation. It was fourth and one. The Tennessee Titans going for it for some reason on fourth and one. At midfield. Uh, Yeah, with uh, 25 seconds left to go in the half. The Patriots have three timeouts, and they, they, they run... To the left, it gets stopped, stacked up, and ends up being about a four- or five-yard loss. Now, the Patriots have three timeouts. They're going to kick a field goal. Already you up already know big, it. And they're at midfield. A field goal. Oh, a face mask. And the face mask oh. wasn't called. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Can, can we just say that, that is, generally when you're yeah. a running back, you want to hit the hole? Yeah. Uh, not- Derek, last time I checked, uh, Derek Henry is usually a guy who they don't run on. You, you don't send him down the line. You send him up the field. Look at and, this. Uh, and here go the uh, Patriots trying to run the, you know, now well, there's 11 seconds well, left. Well, I'm shocked. It looks like they're going to just, because uh, that wasn't didn't look like they were really trying to make something happen big time, was it? But again, I mean. I think uh, they don't want to do anything stupid here. Okay, why don't we test the laws of homerism for these officials? If you're Tom Brady here, don't you throw it downfield every single attempt? That's what just, I thought. Just to see if you can get a PI call? You might get why not? one. <laughs> why not? You might you might get one. But- Worked for Nick Foles. This is what happens. I mean, it's just for fans. And, and let me tell you something. It's not just the Patriots. People hate the Warriors. People hated the Cavs. When when teams win, the Patriots thing is that they've gotten their hands caught in the cookie jar a couple of times. And that's what makes it worse. I'll never forget with the, with the deflate gate when they asked Tom Brady. It was Peter Alexander from NBC News said, is Tom Brady a cheater? Do you remember what his answer was? What's that? I don't think so. I still, to this day, I can never remember a guy saying, I don't think so. Wouldn't you say if you did? No. Is Tom Brady a cheater? I don't think so. That always stuck with me. I mean, but it's also, 
You got to give him. I mean, listen, like, so where do you? So if you consider him being the luckiest of all time, you think that, like, all, like majority of of his success has been a lot of fluke outcomes, some things that have happened. Ab- absolutely, okay. and it's not that. It's not about whether or not he can play or not, because people get that confused. They think I think he's a bum or can't play. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Super Bowl stuff. When you take a look at where, what he's been able to do, do you know what I mean? Like, right. Like the tuck rule, that, that one right there, he doesn't go to the Super Bowl. Don't remind and, me. And they're also, by the way, the you Patriots, they're also a smarter team than, than every other team in the league. That was a perfect example right there. So the Patriots, Tom Brady throws an underneath route to Danny Amendola just now. And instead of the Titans sitting back and letting him go to the ground and letting the clock run out, they won't. They go up and they tackle him, and, and the Patriots, because of that, can stop the clock with a timeout, and now they're going to attempt a field goal. What are you doing? Like what, what? because this is what, but yes, this is what I'm yes. talking. This is what I'm talking about. Ah. It's like all of a sudden they don't know what they're doing. They play the Patriots, and for whatever reason, coaches don't know what they're doing. Players don't know what they're doing. I don't get it. It's Fox Sports Radio. It drives me crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, Saturday night, wherever you are, NFL football, Fox Sports Radio, Rob Parker, Jonas Knox, filling in for Brian. No. And we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And Jonas, you know what the halftime talk is about. It is talk (laughs) about the home cooking and some of these calls. And, And you took a good look. We both did at the big play, which, of course, led to a first down to the Patriots. And they wound up scoring a touchdown on that when they should have been penalized and probably punting on a fourth down. Explain what happened. So on the 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 drive that gave the Patriots their touchdown to put them up 21 to 7, New England had the ball on a fourth down from their own 13-yard line or 14-yard line. They were going to punt the ball away. It was a fourth and 5. So somebody on the line for New England moved. And so obviously it led to a jump from the Tennessee Titans. Everybody assumed it was going to be fourth and 10 and they'll punt now, but but back five yards. And in the playoffs, obviously those five yards matter, especially when you're an offense that's been struggling. Absolutely. And so instead of them ruling it that the Patriots uh, were, there was motion and they jumped off sides. Clear, clearly when you watch the video for people think we're just bashing on the Patriots, clearly – Watch the video, and you will see the center move his head, and then one of the uh, alignment, right? Yes. He moves. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. And then the the Tennessee Titan defender, then he moves. Yeah, and so they Jump. instead call Tennessee for a neutral zone infraction. It results in a first down, and the Patriots go down and drive and score. But this goes back, and, and this, this leads to your point that the Patriots get a lot of calls. This is going to obviously be a big conversation and talking point for a lot of people that hate the Patriots. It's going to be a big discussion. Uh, Arnie Spanier will take over for us after we go off the air. Uh, there's nobody that hates anything more than Arnie Spanier hates the Patriots. So so Arnie will open his show with that, and then he'll talk about the weather and how his wife is annoying him. That'll be yes. the open to Arnie show. There we go. Every, like textbook every single week. But this is goes back to something that Bill Belichick has been saying for two years, and I and I'm on board with him. He says, because this isn't a reviewable play. From my understanding, this is not a reviewable play. No, they it's can't, not. Okay. Well, Every, we, we, everything should be reviewed. I, everything I, should be able I, to be reviewed. I don't agree with that. Okay, but— You know why? We'll be here all night. Okay, I understand. Because there's holding on every—are are we going to look at every 
Every play there is holding Jonas I think, every play. I think you give coaches an extra challenge flag and you leave it up to them whether or not they want to challenge a play. But, uh, enough but, with do, this. But, you, but do you agree with me on holding? We, yeah, we, yes, of course. We and, would be here all yeah, day and, holding, and, holding, holding. And, and, if, and if somebody, if a coach had a challenge flag and they wanted to use it on this play because they felt like it was an important enough play so they could get the ball back, Mike Malarkey could throw his challenge flag. He'd have two left or whatever the, the total is, and you're not relying on whether or not it's inside two minutes and whether or not it's this or whether or not it's that. I think everything should be reviewable, and it should be up to the team. So that's what I, I think. I don't want to see that. I want the referees to do a better job, and if they can't do a better job, then let's get rid of them and get other people. That's what I, that's what I want. I, we don't need to, to replay everything. If that's the case – then take the damn referees off the field totally and just have somebody watching the TV camera and get it right. I'm so <laughs> tired of this. This is every week. The referees are awful. Why are we doing Why are we watching this? Why should Tennessee have to suffer because these guys can't do their job right? It's awful. I'm blaming the commissioner. I'm blaming the league. I'm blaming the referees. Maybe they're too fat. They're too old to keep up. They got cataracts. They're terrible. This is what we talk about instead of the game. Why? We don't need replay for every play. Get the damn call right. What are they doing? We want to say uh, congratulations to Tom Brady, officials, and uh, Matt Stafford, who have made the top three of most hated lists for Rob Parker yes, on this show. They're all welcome, day. To, welcome, everybody, to the club. Uh, you are all in VIP access. Rob Parker hates your guts. Is there anything wrong with these guys? And you know I'm right, Jonas. <laughs> well, the referees are terrible. It's okay. like, it's like the, the players in the NBA are fighting with the referees this year. It's just awful. These guys are awful. Well, here's here's the issue, though, and I think this goes back because we all look at it and go, well, back in the day, there weren't these issues, okay? But the problem is— Well, every- we also didn't have uh, 60 right. screen television right. with slow-mo where you watch everything. It's like—you know what drives me crazy in baseball? When a guy steals a bag and the the, the uh, fielder keeps the glove on him and he his— Foot comes off the bag a millisecond, and they call him out. Yeah, that's, that's not slide what. Rule. That's yeah, not dumb. what. That's not what replays for. Am I right? Yeah, that's that, that's, that's that whole slide rule in Major yes. League Baseball, and they, it's that that's that's a whole other issue altogether. The strike zone, all of that stuff is is bizarre. But the thing about like this is how much different things are than how they used to be. You and I were doing the show, and we were in the middle of a conversation, and we were we were busy doing important things like shredding the entire city of Atlanta. Okay, and reminding them how bad their sports teams are. Right. Um, and so we didn't see this play initially, but we saw the controversy going on on social media, and we were able to see this play, and we're watching it now on replay. It's in a it's gif, so in, a, in a gif form. And is it We've not We've seen obvious? it about a thousand times just by typing in. Literally, this is my my Google search that I typed in in order to see this play. All I did was go to Google and put Patriots refs. And it was the first thing that came up on the page. Popped up. <laughs> like, right. like so, so things have changed now. The technology, the amount of camera angles, there's more people watching. I just think, why why is there, if you're allowing somebody to, to review some of it, I want to either have you to be able to review all of it, or I don't want you to review any of it. Like, let's just play the game. Like Because if you can't get these plays right, and you can't even go back and, and correct a mistake, then why are we able to even reviewing anything? Like, no, what's the point? I, but but I, I just think that 
the games are already too long. The reviews are terrible. I see. See, I, I always think that you shouldn't even have to throw a flag if a play is so obvious, or if a guy stepped out of bounds, or somebody should just be watching the game. Okay, watching the video, and they wire down and talk into the referee's ear. Right, the face mask is that the face mask one? I mean, that, <laughs> the face a, mask was blatant. It's blatant. Man. It's a blatant face mask that the Patriots got away with. It was a big play. And they wind up not getting the field goal, but they almost <laughs> got a field goal out of it, right? Almost. Right. You know what's amazing about that face mask, too? Like, I could almost see it. It's nighttime. You know, there are lights around. Game is fast. It's a big play. I could almost see it if the defender for the Patriots reaches out with his— That was the w- final score? W- with Kyle Van— Yeah, <laughs> Golden State beat Toronto 127-125 in a defensive slugfest there up in uh, Toronto. Um, I could almost see if they missed this because Kyle Van Noy, the Patriots, was wearing a black glove and Derrick Henry's face mask was black. It is so obvious with a big white paw right. reaching for a black face mask that you turned his head on that yes, play. It's so, it's, there was no call made. The idea that that call wasn't made is, <laughs> it's, is, it's, it's, it's amazing. I First of all, let me just say this. Selfishly, I love all of this, okay? Because well, yeah. I, I do I do an overnight show here at Fox Sports Radio, and whatever is going to piss off more drunk people, that serves my that purpose. That works for you. Yeah, so I'm good with it. I, I want more of this. Give but, me more. But I'm just I, – I, I really it's believe it's, it's really bad, bad. and really officials bad. are bad. A couple, what, what was it last year at a college football game where the officials didn't even know the rules of the game? It, Do you remember the when— The ACC official, it was Duke-Miami? No, was no, there no. a lateral? The, it or? was the, the Oklahoma State game against like oh, Central, yeah. Yeah. Where, where they weren't supposed to get a, 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 a another down yes. to end the game, and they set up to what wound up being a game-winning touchdown— how are the referees refereeing a game and they don't even know what the rules are? I mean, that was like the biggest – I couldn't believe that. And they all got, you know, uh, taken off of uh, postseason duty. It was it was such a bad call that yeah. they didn't know the rules. And, and these officials are terrible. Hey guys, you don't know the rules to your job, so here's your punishment. We're not going to allow you to officiate the Dollar Tree Bowl. Okay, right, exactly. you, you, you can no longer uh, take part in the Kmart Bowl because uh, you screwed up that play early in September. Like, come on, man. Like well, – I, mean, I get it. Mistakes mistakes are made, but last week was a poorly officiated game for NFL officials. This week, already a couple of times in this game, there were some questionable calls in the first game. I almost wonder, and this isn't me trying to stir up a controversy, but I really do wonder, maybe the NFL's okay with all this because at least it stays in the conversation more. And I know it's not not what maybe is ideal to be discussed because, oh, we want to talk about what's going on on the field of play. But you know what? More people ran onto social media to, talk, to bitch and moan about that play on a punt formation than they did on any of the touchdowns that were made in this game. Well, so maybe this is more about buzz for the NFL. Maybe they're not pissed about it at all. But at some point, I mean, come on, this league – is plagued by it. At some point, don't you think you get you just have to uh, get it right? I'm not saying you're going to get every call right, but they miss a lot of calls, and I I don't know. And I've said do, this. Do before. you want review gone? It's not that I don't want it gone. I want them to do a better job at it. Because even when they review stuff, they get it wrong, and that 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 shouldn't happen. Well, the catch rule. Well, the catch rule is so screwed yeah, up, so even. that nobody knows what a catch is now. I mean, I'm. T- I was talking about this. I do a show with Brady Quinn on Sunday nights in this time slot, and you remember the play at the end last week? It was New Orleans and Carolina. Yep. And the uh, the the play at the end where the Carolina defender 
intercepted the ball that was thrown up by Drew Brees when the Saints, for some reason, went forward on fourth and two at midfield with a five-point lead and two minutes to go. For some reason, decided, let's go for it on fourth and two. And the Carolina Panther defender caught the ball, came down with it, but fumbled it around and the ball went out of bounds. They ruled that a catch when the guy wasn't even trying to catch it. Right. Like, like he, it would have been better served if he didn't catch it and they took over at midfield. Right. So it's like, and, and, I was, and Brady and I were discussing it, and I'm thinking to myself, these receivers have been training their hands and their bodies for a lifetime to catch footballs. That's all they do. Right. That's how they, they make their living. They can't get a break, yet a defender who is playing defense because he can't catch a ball gets rewarded to catch an interception when he didn't want to intercept it at all, period. Like, it, it is so ass-backwards. The entire catch rule, so much of it is is has been thrown out the window. And I was, makes I was in Chicago for the Calvin Johnson, which started yes. this whole thing. I, yeah, I, covered, I remember. That, covered that game where it was about uh, finishing the pro- – and, uh, you know, what is it? They have to complete the process. Is that what it was? So, so I, I was there from day one, and I think they screwed it up there with Calvin Johnson, and now – Everybody, nobody knows what a catch is in the NFL. It's really bad. The officials are bad. And again, <laughs> do you think, do you feel like here we go again with the Patriots getting home cooking at the league, wants to do whatever it can to get the Patriots back there? Is there a conspiracy going on or is it just bad refereeing? 877-99 on Fox is the number. Rob Parker, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, your Saturday night. Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Jonas Knox, filling in for Brian No on your Saturday. And you know what? What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com. 15 minutes ago, Patriots are still winning 21-7 up in Foxborough against the Tennessee Titans. Earlier today, NFL playoffs. The Philadelphia Eagles, home underdogs, are going to the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia next week. They knock off the lousy Atlanta Falcons 15-10. They had a chance to win that game. It was all set up for them to win, and they didn't get it done. Instead, Philadelphia holds holds them off. Uh, The defense does what it has to do. And the shocking stat, what was that Steve DeSager told us earlier, Jonas? Of uh, Matt Ryan yeah, uh, attempts to uh, – st- uh, let's go live to our Matt Ryan garbage Hot stat th- insider, Steve DeSager. Thank Steve, you. what was that stat? <laughs> uh, this was from ESPN Stats and Info when Matt Ryan targeted Julio Jones in the end zone this year, playoffs included. He was one for 18 passing. <laughs> that is that is a mind-boggling stat. <laughs> Including the final drive, the final, of course, four downs. They, they tried a couple. <laughs> that is, is they tried amazing. three chances at Julio Jones, which I get. I understand it. but uh, Well, the it, one to the two doesn't count because that wasn't targeted in the end zone. Yeah, but yeah, still. yeah. You're right, the other two. Um, well, there's the conversation that's going on afterwards where you're hearing several players, Eagles players after the game, saying that they read that final play. They knew exactly what it was, that it was the sprint right option, which is an old, old play. That was the Joe Montana, Dwight Clark touchdown he against Dallas. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was that sprint right option that teams run, a very West Coast offense type play. And they knew that. And that's why there was pretty much no place to go with the ball. And so that's so you've got Eagles players saying afterwards that they knew. And so then if it's that predictable, now the conversation becomes, oh, Steve Sarkeesian. It looks like it was a, a little too much for him. And offensively, with the amount of weapons that they had, 
You know, they they struggled at times. You have to you have to win that game. Was that game not set up for them? It was perfect. Everything was in in line for them to win. Even Vegas looked at that and said, "You got to win that game. There's no way you should not win that." Nick Foles, uh, you know, filling in for Carson Wentz, and the one thing I think people did overlook was the defense and how well the Eagles' defense. They were thirteen and three this year. Let's not forget that losing their starting quarterback. Right? And, and Jim Schwartz, there's a reason that he was considered for head coaching jobs. I, I don't think he's going to get one this offseason, but there's a reason there why was his talk, name was floated out there. His name was talked about for the yeah. Giants job. He was in Detroit when I was there, Jim Schwartz. Uh, had three seasons there. A little little bit too much bravado for people. Yeah, and a I also— A fake tough guy kind of thing, well, I think, him, bothered him. Was it him and the Jim Harbaugh Yeah, remember that? Yeah. That was good. That, that was, was funny. That was great. It was great. <laughs> that, that, was, uh, that was very funny. I, of course, was covering that game. Yes. I was there for that. Yes. <laughs> now, how close were you to that? Because I know that you instigated the uh, Lou Pinella-Rob oh, Dibble fight. Did you instigate the Jim Harbaugh? Nah, I wasn't a part of that one. I was I was there in the building, <laughs> but I didn't I didn't get credit for that one. <laughs> but you did the instigate Pinella, I'll the take Pinella the Pinella fight. Okay. Yes, I did. I was the one. <laughs> <laughs> the last person to talk to Pinella before he ran into the clubhouse and attacked Rob Dibble. Yes. And if you've never seen the video, go to YouTube. It's great. And it's a, it's a real fight. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a not classic. Like a, it's yeah. a real fight. Um, but now, and now here's, here's what I, I want to know. Because you, you, we don't want to just give one side of things. We want to be able to give both sides of things. It's like I heard from somebody once, and I thought this was really smart. They said, don't complain unless you've got a solution. Like, don't just complain just to complain. At least be productive about it and move it forward. Like, what are you going to do to fix the issue? So we've talked about how Atlanta sports and and the city of Atlanta, in your words, is what? The, the worst sports town in America. Okay. Hands so, down. All right. So now, here's the situation. Baseball season's, what, three months away? I mean, we're going to have spring training, but who really gives a rip about spring training? Oh, this game is over. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, yeah, this this game's pretty much over, which is why we're talking about plans for the city of Atlanta. Exactly. Um. <laughs> so here's here's what I want to know. If you're an Atlanta sports fan, what now? Because Georgia just lost, and so did the Falcons. So now what do we do? Is it the are you go all in on the Hawks? The Hawks are the worst team in yes, the league. Yes, that's the problem. What do they got? What what they don't have? Anything. I don't know what they got. Paul then, Millsap. <laughs> Isn't he? Uh, didn't he leave? Isn't he in like Denver or somewhere like that? Or Utah? Or yeah. Or no, no, not Utah. Like no, I, I don't remember. Uh, but, I, I think it's but Denver. It's, it's pretty bad right now. They're gonna look forward to baseball season. And yes, baseball was bad last year in that new building, which I need to go check out. The new stadium that's six miles well, from the other one. Yeah, but but don't go on Sundays because the Chick Fil A is not open on Sundays. Is that it? Yeah, that was the only that's a new thing. I mean, listen, Chick-fil-A is not open on Sunday. Now, first of all, I think Chick-fil-A stinks, but people are really into Chick-fil-A, and Chick-fil-A, for some reason, doesn't want to be open on Sundays. Right. So, that's very, very bizarre move. But what do you do if you're an Atlanta sports fan? Do you have any advice you can offer Atlanta sports fans? Let's see. Eat as much pork and sweet tea as possible. Okay. Get yourself into a pork yes. coma right. and wash it down with sweet tea. <laughs> That's what you should do to try to help yourself go through these moments. You guys are also forgetting about the famed Atlanta Steam. You guys know much about the Atlanta Steam? Is that what is that soccer? Or is that a strip club? Don't Google it on your work computer. But no, that is a uh, that is a lingerie football league team. Oh, okay. Now also, uh, help me with this, Jonas. Come on. Yeah. What I mean, a guy's that big perverts. To have to watch that league, and and what I'm saying is, this is not 1970 where you had a 
a magazine you had to look through right. to like get some thrills or I whatever. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. If you're into that. Yeah. You could get hardcore everything straight to your home, your laptop, your Good. iPad, Gavin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah, but no, but after the offseason they had, yeah. I mean, the, but, the hopes are really but high. You're, but you're going to go to a, a an event and buy tickets so you can watch – some chicks in skimpy outfits. I mean, like, what what, what kind of world are you living in? Do you think tickets are tough to get to the Laundry Football League? Do you think, like, uh, what's a media credential like? How many guys are signing up for that media for that? credential? Because I'll tell you what, I'd rather go to that than a Hawks game. I swear <laughs> to God. I'd rather go to that than a Hawks game. The only way you could get me to go to that is if it was laundry night. And and I could get two, <laughs> <You> get your- <laughs> two, bush, two, two baskets Wash folded and uh, fluffed. If I could get that at the okay. end of the game, I would All go. Right. All right, yeah, so laundry night. If there if there's something in it for you, like a group package, I get it. Or, or if it was hundred dollar night, you yeah. know, you get a hundred dollars on your way out. I mean, look, if you've ever spent any time in a minor league stadium oh. or in an event, they put together some pretty pretty creative ideas, ways to get people in the building. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure they could come up with something. But if you're an Atlanta sports fan, good. God, what is there? Like, what do you, what do you got now? Like, what do you have to look forward to? The Hawks are terrible. Uh, baseball's another couple of months away. Like, you've already chased two hockey franchises out of town. Like, what is there if you're an Atlanta sports it's, fan? It's bad right now, and I I agree. I'm Georgia like, Tech basketball. Josh Pastner, the head coach, has got a lawsuit being filed for some some funny business that went on in a CBS column that came out. Like, there's really not a whole lot there. This is a rough time for Atlanta no. sports. So maybe and, you're onto something. And and after this. <laughs> This is on the heels of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know. I mean, the Super Bowl was bad enough. But here you are, you're a favorite on the road to get back to the NFC Championship. Everybody this week, oh, you're going to get a rematch. It's going to be the Patriots against the uh, Falcons again. That's all I heard. Oh, Philadelphia, they got no shot to win that game. I picked Philadelphia. So did you. Yeah. Um, by the way, for those of you that have not been paying attention, and we're we're doing this for Atlanta fans because both their football teams, uh, the state of Georgia, the Bulldogs got knocked out of the national championship last week in a heartbreaking manner. The Falcons winning a turnover battle, lost to a backup quarterback earlier on Saturday. The Atlanta Hawks, listen to this, are 22 games out of first place in the Eastern Conference, and they've only played... 42. Wow. <laughs> like, like 22 games out out in 42 tries, least, you're 22 out of first place in the conference. At least they're consistent. Consistently <laughs> bad. So, yeah, it's not, not a good time so for So not Atlanta a good fans. time for no, Atlanta, especially when it comes to football. All right, we're going to bring in uh, Steve DeSager, see what's trending. Maybe he has some uh, better news. I don't, I don't know what happened in that Toronto – uh, Golden State game, mm-hmm. they were up by, Steve, you mentioned it earlier, they were up by, half like, time. by 40 points or something or 30-some-odd <laughs> points. Golden State had the halftime lead 81-54. to 54. And I think by start of the fourth quarter, it was some 20-5 to five run. Eventually, Warriors won by two because Toronto uh, hit a three at the buzzer that counted. So 127-125 Warriors. Kyle Lowry of the Raptors was out again. DeMar DeRozan scored 42 points. Washington won in overtime. NBA wins for Oklahoma City and Chicago. Also for the Clippers and for the Lakers who won in overtime. And by the way, Lonzo Ball's brothers went scoreless today in a loss in Lithuania. Yes! There is a a God. Yes! 14 total minutes played, 0 for 7 shooting combined. Uh, I I had the over of a half point between the two of them. I can't believe I lost. And let me say this, Steve. When people say, Lonzo came back and now the Lakers are winning. No, stop it. Okay, you ready? 
They beat the Hawks. <laughs> they beat the Siberia Kings. And beat Dallas, who they hadn't beaten in five years, right? they, shockingly. Beat, they beat Dallas, who's who's terrible. And then they beat uh, San Antonio, who's missing uh, Kawhi Leonard, Green, uh, uh, Rudy Gay, and uh, somebody else. And they, Parker, I think. And, and Parker, and Tony Parker. That, that's the they, Those are the four games they've won. Yeah, but don't worry about it. They're getting LeBron, so everything's going to be fine. Because yeah, <laughs> LeBron wants any part of that. Yes. Yeah, standing by. Temperature in New England tonight in the 20s at Foxborough. It's Patriots 21-7 over Tennessee under seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Patriots driving again into the red zone. They were down 7 nothing after the first quarter, and then the Pats scored three touchdowns second quarter. Here's that's when uh, Papa Bear called dominoes by <laughs> He had promised us pizza if the Patriots lost. Still waiting. We're just a few possessions away from that, I'm sure. Uh, New England, since 2000, you know they're favored by 13.5 tonight, I read. New England's record since 2000 when they're favored by 13.5 or more. The Patriots are thirty-two and one in winning the game. <laughs> this will be thirty-three and one when they're big favorites. Playoffs and regular season combined. Wow. Philadelphia beat Atlanta fifteen to ten. Jake Elliott three for three on field goals, including a fifty-three yarder just before halftime. That was huge because Atlanta with under two minutes left, wound up with a first and goal at the nine, and a field goal wasn't good enough for them then. They threw three incompletions, including on fourth down at the two. You mentioned how Philadelphia said, we probably had three guys on defense calling out the play that Atlanta was going to run on that last one just based on our preparation, our study. They knew what was coming. The pitches were tipped. It was like you Darvish was quarterback That's for the right. Atlanta Falcons Aww. at the end of that one. You Darvish got knocked around. They knew what was coming. <laughs> so Jeez, so Philadelphia, way the truth hurts. Phil, it still hurts. Philadelphia will host <laughs> the NFC Championship game a week from Sunday on Fox TV, 6.30 Eastern time. That'll be against tomorrow's New Orleans-Minnesota winner. By the way, at Minnesota tomorrow, it'll be under 15 degrees outside with snow. The game is indoors. The Pittsburgh game, of course, outdoors in about 15 degrees Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. The Steelers will host Jacksonville. Jacksonville won at Pittsburgh in October 30-9, including a couple of pick sixes in the third quarter that game against Ben Roethlisberger. Leonard Fournette, a couple touchdowns, and Blake Bortles had similar bad passing stats in that game that he had last week when he got a win, so stay tuned. And finally, in college basketball, losses by number 2 West Virginia and number 4 Michigan State today. Hearing those uh, weather reports from Steve DeSager, Rob Parker, doesn't make you miss the East, the, the Midwest uh, No, East. I don't miss it whatsoever. <laughs> Friends of mine said to me, when are you coming back home to Detroit and hanging out with us? I said, uh, May. I'll be back in May. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm good. I love the winter season, but I'm yeah, good right it's, now. Uh, in L.A., it's, uh, it was Today, almost it was like 80, 80, yeah, it was like 80, 80 degrees. degrees. And we're not rubbing LA. it in, but it was, re- it was so hot. I felt like pouring barbecue sauce on my back this afternoon. Yeah, that's, that's how hot. hot it was. Yeah, I mean that's but a different kind of hot. <laughs> oh come on! What? No barbecue sauce? That's well, disgusting. Well, we got a family show. Uh, we got to do something because you won't buy the pizza. Buy the pizza anyway. You must be out your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Rob Parker and uh, Jonas Knox, and yes. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, 
figuring out which way is easy. Let me ask you this, all right? Looking at what we saw out of Philadelphia, obviously Nick Foles, he completion percentage wise, he was very efficient, but it's not like he lit he lit the Atlanta Falcons up. No, offensively, no, no. offensively they were challenged. That's why they had to settle for so many field goals and not touchdowns. But which, depending on how this turns out, the capper on Fox is the Saints and it's the Minnesota Vikings, the late game coming up later on Sunday. Which is the better matchup for you, Rob Parker, against these Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia? Because you could have the the great defense of Minnesota and a backup quarterback in Case Keenum. I, I think for Philadelphia, I actually think it's – the Saints. Really? Okay. Only because I think the Minnesota defense, and, and Philly has a really good defense as well, but I think the Minnesota defense with the struggles that they've had would be very similar where they can't punch in touchdowns and then they could beat, and of course the Patriots just scored another touchdown. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, I just yeah, threw this, up in my mouth. Yeah, this, this game's over. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Uh, 27-7 is the score. Tennessee, very nice. Here's something that was actually tipped off to me because I was looking at some of these defenses just kind of getting ready, and I was and I heard this stat that was thrown out by Greg Cosell uh, of NFL Films who appears on the herd with Colin Cowherd, heard on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates during yep. the week. He pointed this out. That Minnesota defense has only allowed 51 third-down conversions all year long. That's it. That's it. The next closest team is the Denver Broncos, followed by the Philadelphia Eagles at 66. 51 that's, third down conversions and you know the entire season. Third down is football. Yes. Right? Like that's like third that's and four. Got to yep. get a first down. They've only allowed 51 in 17 games. That's pretty amazing. So that's why, you know, it, that's it, why they have a chance yes. to host, to be hosting a Super Bowl in their home and, stadium. And which that, is... that's why it's amazing when you say that you think if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan, you'd rather see the Saints because you're, you, what you're acknowledging is that you like that defense and that roster outside of Keenum is so good that you would rather see a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback who's already won a Super yep. Bowl. <laughs> I, I <laughs> think mean, about that. It's crazy. I know. It doesn't make any sense. You would say, oh, yeah, Minnesota, yeah. you'd rather play Minnesota. I don't know. The defense is so good. It's the same thing about tomorrow's game with Jacksonville. That defense is really good. They already beat Pittsburgh. They had a couple of big – that was when Roethlisberger was talking about maybe quitting. Remember yeah. after that yep. poor performance against Jacksonville? But I, there's something about that Jacksonville team, and I know people don't want to believe that they have a shot to beat Philadelphia, I mean Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, but I, I disagree. I, I'm picking Jacksonville tomorrow. Yeah, it's – um. I, I I could I could really see it, man. And and people think it's people think it's it's crazy to well you know Blake Bortles and right you you don't have to that defense is so good. Listen, Denver won a Super Bowl with Peyton a couple Manning. Who was a, the Tin yeah. Man? He was terrible. Peyton Manning was a corpse. He was absolutely in that Super Bowl. Like they could do nothing offensively. And I, I would say that Blake Bortles, man, this is this, it's close, but I would say Blake Bortles is probably on par with what Peyton Manning was. And this defense is arguably just as good as that Denver Bronco defense a couple of years totally ago. Totally agree. I, I've been I've been keeping my eye on uh, Jacksonville because I was just curious about you know yeah. some of their games, and I kept looking. I got man, they don't they're stingy. They don't give up a lot of stuff. They don't give up a lot of points. Uh, at one point, I don't know where they finished. Did Philadelphia finish ahead of them as far as points allowed? Uh, I think it was Minnesota first, and followed then- by. Uh, 
uh, followed by Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. But, but they were leading most of the season, fewest points allowed, and I just kept looking at them saying, that defense is pretty amazing. Then they had that really bad game, right? There was one bad game at the end of the year. That probably, 49ers. 49ers when they, when they lost to the 49ers. 44 to 33. That was yeah. the one that got them out of that, but the rest of the year they, they were leading the league in the least amount of points given up. Uh, a guy that I that I know that I've known for quite a while now who's a, an, an NFL analyst, but he's also a professional sports better. And he was telling me that, and this was weeks and weeks and weeks ago, that professionals were putting money and were, were at least putting a little bit of money on Jacksonville to win the Super Bowl. Wow. The only reason they weren't unloading more money on Jacksonville was Blake Bortles, that he's that he was the biggest liability amongst Super Bowl contenders in the league. I'll tell you right now, I'll give you the name of a guy who if they picked up next year as their quarterback, they could win a Super Bowl. Who's that? Alex Smith. If Kansas City decides, yeah. right, to make a move, Alex Smith is that guy. Yes. He is a prototypical. He can manage the game. He won't throw the, turn the ball over. It won't make dumb decisions. And you know what? With that defense, and he, he can do enough, you could win a Super Bowl. If they, if they make the mistake and go and get uh, – Eli Manning, I think that would be a total mistake. Eli Manning is trending downward. Yeah, no, and and I don't like the whole Eli Manning to Jacksonville thing. Like, here's just just say this out loud and see if it makes sense to you. All right. So so the reason they want to get rid of Blake Bortles is because he turns the ball over too much and he's inconsistent and not accurate. That's Eli. <laughs> it's Eli Manning. Am I right? <laughs> it's the same thing. Only so, difference is Eli yes, has two Super Bowls. Yes, like it's the same exact thing. Right, and and Alex Smith is totally the opposite. He's the guy that you could use with that defense. All right, we'll take more of your phone calls, 877-99 on Fox. It's Fox Sports Saturday, NFL playoffs. Rob Parker, Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. This is apropos. (laughs) It's 28 to 7, New England over the Tennessee Titans. And New England scored 28 straight points. Remember, it was 7 0 many, many moons ago. Yeah, pour out the uh, 40s of OE for uh, Tennessee. That's right. <laughs> this hey. season is a wrap, folks. Great news, though. There's a quick way that you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. It's Rob Parker, Jonas Knox, in for Brian No. Who hopefully, we'll be back next week. Our telephone number, 877-99 on Fox. And, uh, yeah, it looks like... Uh, New England has another uh, easy road uh, possibly to the uh, Super Bowl. We'll wait and see. I don't want to <laughs> say that because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But let's uh, let's go to Devin in Dallas. You're on Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Devin? What's up? How are you? Doing good. All right. What you got for us? I think that uh, Jaguars need to keep uh, Blake Bortles because uh, if they get Eli Manning, they won't be going to the. They won't be going to the Super Bowl. He doesn't fit their scheme, and uh, and uh, the only way they can have an easy way out is if they keep Blake Bortles or if they get Alex Smith. 
now you know what, Devin? I like your thinking. I don't. I wouldn't want Eli Manning either. Eli is just because of the connection with Tom Coughlin. I get it. Eli's trending down. Hey, Devin, how old are you? Fifteen. Man, you, you want to be good in for sports? You. Yeah, good for you. I like that. I remember calling into sports Me radio too. shows when I was a kid. Right? He's not 15. Yes, he like is. Nine. Yeah, Stop. <laughs> Thanks, Devin. We appreciate the call. It's a leap year. He's born you, on a leap year. Who did you call? bedtime. Who did you call when you were a kid? Do you, you remember? Know, God's Honest Truth. Uh, I, I remember calling. You called Andy Furman. No. No, <laughs> no I would call that maniac. I, I, wasn't, I, was, I didn't care about Xavier basketball at the time. Uh, I called uh, Extra Sports 690 was the big station out here in Southern California. And uh, Steve Hartman who does a show here at Fox Sports Radio with Brady Papinga. He was one of the hosts on Extra no. Sports 690, yeah, back in the day. Yep. Are, you, are you ready? Who might, Growing up in New York, it was a station called WMCA, which, is, uh, which was a talk station. And John Sterling, who, of course, is the oh. Yankees. John Sterling used to do a talk show at night, and I used to listen to it. And when I was in eighth grade, you had to write a paper and say what your typical day was like. And on in my paper it said at night I would listen to John Sterling's sports <laughs> talk show. So somehow I found that paper. This is like years later. You know I'm a grown man. I brought it in and I showed John Sterling and I, and, he, and he looked at the data on it and it was when I was in eighth grade and I wow, and he read it that's and he, awesome. said, he said that's unbelievable. Good for him. Yeah. So, yeah. Call, listen, 15 years old. There's, there's a lot of worse things you can do. Then, uh, then call Sports Talk Radio. It's a, it's a good thing. By the way, I would not recommend letting a 15-year-old listen to my show coming up later on. That's right. That's not for the uh, for that younger crowd. What about, uh, who's this, Keegan in Portland, Oregon? You're on Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Keegan? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Um, I just have, I'm doing well, thank you. I just had a question about uh, your call on uh, Andy Reid wanting him out of Kansas City um, due to his play calling when it came out that Matt Nagy was the one who did the uh, second half play calling there in Kansas City in that uh, awful wild card game? What? But what's, what's your question? <laughs> should they fire uh, my him? My question. My question. My question is like, why do you think that Andy Reid should be the one? Uh, because all right, thanks, Keegan. We appreciate it. The reason is they're they're one in four since Andy Reid right in 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 uh, Kansas City. They're one in four. They lost, is it three straight home games in the playoffs? They I, lost two 18-point leads, one on the road, one at home. Dude, the playoffs have been a disaster yeah. for Andy Reid. I'm sorry. It's and, a little and, Marty Schottenheimer. It is. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I don't, I don't think Andy Reid should be. I actually like Andy Reid. I think he's a good coach, but something you weird happens like in the mu- postseason. He's just like the mustache, and he looks like a walrus. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not here to fat Cuckoo shame. Cuckoo. I'm not here to fat shame Andy Reid. Okay, so I cannot, I cannot uh, confirm whether. And by the way, if you have a problem with what Rob said, you can get him on Twitter. Yeah, at, right. at, <laughs> at Gavin Kinzel. That's at Gavin right. Kinzel on Twitter is where you can find Rob Parker. Exactly. Go um, there. But, but I will say this. The five years prior to when Andy Reid got to Kansas City, they were 30 games under 500. I don't care about since that. He, since he got there, they're 26 over. So that's why it goes back to, to a question. Would you rather be the Chiefs who get to the postseason almost every single year and maybe you win a game, or would you rather be like a team like the Cleveland Browns? I, I got it better for you. Do, you. do you want to go to the front door of the Playboy Mansion or do you want to get in? Which one do you want? I, I don't know Which how long one? I would last inside anyways, to be well, honest. 
Well, oh, we're talking about the same thing. Uh, okay. Well, well, yeah, um, you know, uh, let's. You know what? <laughs> I mean, did, is there what? a window you I said, can look through? You said if you you said if you were in, it was only two minutes, and you <laughs> yeah, would be right. Done. Exactly. Um, and and we're rounding up, by the way, for that. Yeah, two okay, minutes. I just want to make sure. Is there a window that I can look through before I no, go in? Okay. No, you either <laughs> yeah. at the front door. Do you want to be in? Yeah, I guess I'd probably rather go in. Okay, so stop with this whole. Well, where would you be without any? No, nobody cares about that. Pro sports has a short menu, Jonas Knox. You ready? Yes. Here Wins we go. and losses. Yeah. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. It's not about – it's just like Marv Levy. Nobody considers him <laughs> the greatest coach in NFL history. He went to four straight Super Bowls. You know why? Because he never won. It's about winning. I, Andy Reid, enough already. We saw that with the Eagles. They went to like three straight NFC championships. They went to a Super Bowl. He can't win the big one. By the way, I, let's welcome Andy Reid into the elite group of company here. Uh, Tom Brady, officials, the city of Atlanta, and Andy Reid, who have all been thrown under the bus, run over, tonight. backed up, and run over again by bus Rob Parker. The the bus of Rob Parker is I'm annihilating sorry. those individuals. I just can't do in it. City. At some point, don't you have to win? You have to you have to punch your ticket. Yes, you got you have to oh, win. Well, and that's why I say when when people look at what happened with the Atlanta Falcons losing that Super Bowl, the Rams. Here's here's the other thing too. In last year's playoff field. Eight of the 12 teams in last year's NFL playoffs didn't make the playoffs this year. That's not like, you know, oh, well, that's just that one. No, no, no. Like, that's kind of the norm. Like, being successful consistently in the NFL is really hard. It's so hard. when you get an opportunity like Atlanta had earlier or like Tennessee, even though we didn't give them much of a chance, you never know when you're going to get back there again. you got to close the deal. It's why when the Indians lost that World Series to the Cubs. The one that, day you were up 3-1? to one? Yes. When the Dodgers lost in Game 7 at home earlier mean, this or last year. Right, but they really lost that series when Kershaw lost right. that game. But five. He, the other that, thing that is. That was a bad game. But when you're in those positions, you got to close the deal. You have to. You can't count on going there again. I totally agree, and that's why I'm done with Andy Reid. I'm serious. I mean, at some point. That's right. <laughs> Cuckoo Kachoo. Hold on. What the F was that? I am the walrus? What's yes. The, who I love sings that? that? That's, that's the Beatles, right? That's the Beatles. Come uh, on. That's the Even Beatles. That, that band stinks too. We got we got two black guys who know Beatles songs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, hey, Jonas, wait, it was a pleasure. Oh, uh, the lighting was bad in here. I didn't know you were black. Yeah, oh, you my God. Unbelievable. All right. It is Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Rob Parker, Jonas Knox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.